You got to do it. Well, get ready because I'll tell it. you what I want. I'll tell you what I really, really want. Do you guys yeah, have a I'll tell you what you want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I can't tell I you wanna, what I want, what, want, what I really, 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 really want. Really want. I wanna, All right, Scary Spice, lay it I wanna, on me. I want to I wanna, I wanna <laughs> really, really, really talk about Small Soldiers, the 1998 action figure-led amalgamation of a live action whatever you want to call this movie stan winston the star of this movie small soldiers uh ever ever heard of this one everyone out there slash lou and joey who are here right now ever heard of this movie Mm. i've i've many things to share about this uh this film in my childhood and so yeah i've seen what you want what you really really want (laughs) so we've talked I mean, we're a number of episodes deep. We're we're really, really hitting uh, a specific milestone here uh, in our podcast library. And one thing that we've kind of touched upon a couple times, I love puppet-driven movies. And this movie came out in 1998. I was nine years old. I was absolutely right. obsessed with this. <laughs> I was obsessed with this movie. I was obsessed with, obviously, puppets and films, but... More importantly, the military angle, having like these, I, I grew up on G.I. Joe's. I was a G.I. Joe right? kid. It's like, fucking tattooed God. in my skin. This is I, the most I, blue movie we've ever fucking done. I what ate was the- this movie up <laughs> with a fucking goddamn spork at lunch in elementary school. I, I, I love this. I've watched it many times. I have some really fun anecdotes and stories I want to share with you, but I'm going to hand this over to Joe before I start fucking screaming. Before, before I do hand this over to Joe, And this is something I want us to loop back around to specifically with you, Mike. So for those people who are listening, I don't know, like, Mike, I know you had some experience. You're in kind of a a pseudo military school. So your upbringing was much different than both Joey's and I's upbringing. And part of me, part of me is interested because, you know, Mm -hmm. you from what you've shared with us, you know, you, you had your uniforms. There were certain, you know, practices that you had engaged in. But I'm wondering for you you know, as a kid, when you would come across these types of films that did have some anchoring in like, you know, it it, it flirted with the idea of like the military, the military played in some way, shape or form a role in this. And I'm wondering if if you were drawn to that as time went on, as you spent time in the school, did it kind of become less cool? Or like, what, what was that kind of turbulence like? Because action movies, war movies, that was a huge part of cornerstone of my childhood. So I'm wondering for you, if that was the same and then eventually did you kind of swing away from it swing back or was it always a constant uh there was there was always a constant since it was only high school you know it was only four years of when i got to the full-blown military your formidable years uh, though your formidable years yeah you know still still catholic school still uniform and you know set of rules and such and you know there's those aspects of it but then yeah Football military, but still, you know, that's way later than 98 when I'm six right. years old seeing this in theaters, you know, marketed <laughs> as PG and changed to PG 13 a week or two before it comes out. Basically. Dude, kind of, I was kind of idea. so, you know, no, no, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into more of that, uh, you know, the upbringing and behind the scenes shit that we love to do for anyone that doesn't know. But for me, surprisingly enough, which with what you said, uh, full blown gorgonite till the day i die like wow love love oh, the villain yeah. love the villain aspect of this don't like don't hate the commando elite but like they're the evil funny guys in my mind like they have 
They have all the funny quips, all of the like quotations from older movies and homage, you know, like they, Tommy Lee Jones is just fed to be the fucking star of this movie as this like fucking nine inch tall little plastic doll, (laughs) which is a hilarious marketing aspect that we'll also get into later on. But no, I, when I was growing up and saw this, I loved the Gorgonites. I loved the like misunderstanding of just the whole opening with Dennis Leary being like, they're, they're the monsters. There's the bad guys. And then it's, you watch the movie and you're like, they're not the bad guys. The commando elite are the bad guys. Like, what is this? Why are you trying to show so, this? Is this part of it? And of course it is part of the movie though, but I'm a, I'm, I was a hero guy. Like I, I'm, I'm coming right off of toy story. That's the most relevant thing to this for me at that point in time, not military yet. None of that. Mm. But as time went on and you're asking if there was a constant, no, still love the quippy nature of the commando elites, but I'm all, I would be a Gorgonite if I was like in this movie, basically, you know, Lou mm-hmm. would be major chip hazard, obviously, <laughs> but I would probably be the like Michael McKeon, <laughs> like crazy ripping around and sir. That's probably what I, I don't know. Am I that far off? Like that seems, <laughs> I think I'd be a Gorgonite if I have to. Dude, like, you'd be insaniac, man. As, you I'd would be, be insaniac. insaniac. I'd be insaniac. Yes. Look, I don't know yeah. if I want to be or not. I don't know if that's just the Henry Zabrowski half of me where it's like, that's what I would be, but that's, that's what I think I would be. So I love everything about this. I love the duality there. That's the whole movie, especially when it then hits these nuances I did not get as a child about like the humans and the relationship with just David Cross and Jay Moore's like characters there and what they are doing as it cuts back and forth, kind of like Cabin in the Woods style in the beginning. I love that shit. I, uh, I do, I do, I will turn it over to Joey now. It is his turn to praise and or say (laughs) when he saw this movie and what he thinks. It's all oh man i can't all on the, you now i can't oh sick sick because this came out right on the cusp of you being conceived little babu yeah right about so on the cusp like, <laughs> on the cusp i don't know <laughs> yeah so like I, I honestly i don't remember the first time ever seeing this movie but this was a movie i watched quite a bit growing up not like it wasn't one that i watched every single night but it, it was I, I watched this one quite a bit growing up. I don't remember if I had it on VHS or DVD or something, but I know uh, a few times I'm pretty sure I watched it on TV, like on cable or something like that. Uh, Dude, yeah, what was yeah, it? Would it's, it be, it's, what, like, just, uh, it, it was on TV, TBS or TNT, TBS. I believe oh, it was right. on. Yeah, it's one of those two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, wanted, I was like, I want to narrow the channel down. I think it was I on feel TNT, like... to be honest with you. It was the same for me, though. I don't think I remember someone having that clamshell white like VHS case, but but my family yeah. didn't. I just they took me to see it in theaters. That was about the best I, I could have gotten as a wee lad. That's yeah, dope. But I'm like, I'm, I'm totally a Gorgon guy, too, man. I mean, woo, yeah, all the way, man. you would. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Joey, you would be the is it slam fist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm looking at. So both of both of you both of you are the <laughs> indigenous uh, cultist terrorists, basically. That's that's what I. So I yeah, I want to yeah. talk hey, to man, you. Hey man, that's the way we swing. And if you got listen, a problem with it, there will no, be I, no I, mercy. There will I be do no not. mercy. Listen, I I want to pose something. If Major Chip Hazard wants a war, it's a war he's gonna get. 
I want to pose something to you because the movie did a very good job of setting up the audience to believe that the commando elite were the evil ones. However, oh, may I remind you of a couple things here. On. So, so listen Follow to this. Okay. Already. Here we go. We're, we're jumping right into it. I, I got a couple theories. I got a couple theories. I want to run past you, but this initially is a episode. I want to do talk it. about this. Okay. So, so There's if you look at, if you there, it's chock full of fucking nuts, my guys. <laughs> so check this out. If you look at the packaging when they turn over Archer's box, it literally says the Gorgonite menace prowls the world, searching for the lost island of Gorgon. That's the all Gorgonites Dennis Leary, the, bro. Listen, 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 listen. The Gorgonite, the Gorgonites of the scum of the universe and the Commando Elite are taking out the trash. Gorgonite Credo, <laughs> destroy so order, promote chaos. Now. If you listen to what Archer says when he's talking about the Commando Elite, the command, and this is quote, the Commando Elite are the mortal enemies of the Gorgonites, okay? So already there's lines in the sand and or the world that is Gorgon being drawn. However, the human beings are the ones that fired the first initial deadly shot. Fuck, Nick Nitro was shoved into a garbage disposal. Up until that point, the Commando Elite only restrained their human enemies, immobilized them. Their main focus was the Gorgonites, okay? Yes, they did engage. They engaged in some sketchy taping or tapping of the phone lines. Blah blah blah. We can skirt around that. You know what I mean. But think about it in that in that from that perspective. I can't Christ, believe I you're blaming you're, a sixteen-year-old. I think you're, I think you're missing something. What am I? What am I missing? Don't forget. Don't forget about the the Gorgon that the that the that the um the dudes fucking tore apart in the beginning of the movie back at the toy shop. Yeah, the Frankenstein one. They, they, hey yeah, man, their directive is to their directive is to remove this threat. Okay, Joey, these Joey. creatures that are trying to disrupt order and promote chaos. The commando elite are sent in to basically ensure that order is preserved and upheld. Think about Joey, it from that. Joey, this is what Trumpers mm. think they sound like. Oh, my God. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, my God. I'm done with this podcast. I'm done with this Whoa. podcast. <laughs> done with this podcast. It's a joke. No, no. It's not literally no, the commando elite. No, I, 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 lo- I, lo- I love you jumping into, like, the in the realistic movie world, this is actually the truth. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch. How dare you play that <laughs> <laughs> That was low-hanging fruit instantly after just me being like, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a Gorgon guy. They're, no, that was not a dig at you. That was not a dig at you. That was not a dig at you. It was from the writer's perspective, they did a very good job I lo- of setting I it up. I love the way that you said oh, yeah. it, though, was just like, remember how they shoved night and the garbage disposal on the you're blaming the 16 year old human kid for the acts of the gorgonites that's 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 another part of it i didn't like really connect to when i was younger yeah they're humans but it suddenly seems like they are gorgonites or they're on the same side as them the commando Dude, just assumes think- it right away and it's kind of like the humans don't have any idea what they're in store for until like mm-hmm. an hour into the movie <laughs> Exactly. Dude, Way to pull that card, movie. motherfucker. So, <laughs> all right, James Cameron. Yeah, James Cameron stole the idea from this movie Ooh, for Avatar. Way back in Piranha. Oh, okay. Whoa. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, this is Avatar. They're just not so, all blue. This is... They're like they're different. Yeah, they're, they're, they're insomniac they're like, or whatever the one I like monsters. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted Insaniac, to be the Mike, dude. I just, I just wanted to be Insaniac, one of the Michael McKean yeah. voices. I just wanted to be one of the Michael <laughs> McKean voices. <laughs> Turn me up to eleven, bitches. 
<laughs> okay, so so I can actually let's talk through that a little bit. So let's take let's take the Boy, idea Spartan, that there's so I, much. I know there. Well, no, the, to Joey's <laughs> point, James Cameron lifted a number of ideas, as we know, uh, Last of the Mohican or Dancing with Wolves. Mm. Like they they kind of lifted a bunch of these different ideas into what Avatar became. However, I find it very interesting that it's like you're transplanting a group of individuals who are trying to remove this threat. I'm going to keep saying that who are looking to disrupt order and promote chaos who are looking to do this in a world. They don't, they They evolve. They don't even fight at first. If they're that threatening, it's so the radicalized indigenous populations that are searching. Why are they not? Why are they away from Gorgon? Were they expelled? Were they too radicalized? <laughs> what? Where? Why are they searching for it? That's the. These that are is, the questions that, that we need is to be a good asking question. here. All right. You know what? I got Dennis Leary on on speed dial. On speed to, dial. Thanks to rescue me. Yeah, became good friends because he's <laughs> nice. a New Yorker. Nice. <laughs> no, that dude. Imagine like the movie originally didn't have that like five minute pitch with those three guys in the beginning of it, though, along with the commercial that literally opens the movie like that does set up the whole conflict, though, that we're like saying or joking about or Lou saying in movie world, you know, like what if they didn't do that whole because I didn't. I didn't really give a shit about that as a kid. That was like a cold open that I'm just like, get on with the movie. I can't figure out what's happening. Oh, dude, this was They're purely me so reflecting fat. as an adult now. Like, and, it's so funny. No, exactly, feeding though. into the love that I have for the Commander right. Elite. I'm like, no, I oh, love okay, it. I get it. Yeah, we all, we, all, we all love that. Everyone knows that we're all friends by now. We're in a band and everything. And we got we to gotta make jokes. We got to make good content on here about this shit. Hopefully yeah, all the other... <laughs> we are trying to. That's why I got to call out the Trumpers. It's hot. It's in the news like, right now. He's on the news right now. And we're recording this. Like, I had to kind Still of, on know... the fucking news. Oh, and, and Still on the fucking news. Came out too. That's Listen, why I had to bring that up. Mm. Hey, hey now we're a bunch of all-stars and we're getting our game on and we're gonna go mm. all right let's get Rest all the hashtags let's, let's get let's start a start hashtag like margaritaville a, rip, rip in peace hashtag, hashtag james cameron get your, stole get your movie. pets spayed in <laughs> james cameron's still alive joey oh we're gonna kill him now with our podcast no that's the workaholics guys they mentioned everyone they mentioned dies after so we'll leave that to them but the, yeah good no good content aside Let's 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 get into the the timeline of it because we have so many things that we're gonna talk about. Let's just go. Let's go from the beginning, and and yeah. What what do you think about the whole? I didn't get this until I was an adult, until like a few years ago, maybe even the the pitching it with with David Cross, you know, making them pe- the Gorgonites peaceful, and they're not supposed to mesh with this other toy. And Dennis Leary is, you know, the marketing rich man. That's just we're gonna do whatever the kids want. You know, want. They, they love they love violence. No, he's he's thinking of what kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's thinking what obviously it is. Do. Yes, that is what he wants, though. You're right, but it's all about the consumer to him, which is the big businessman. You know, that's yeah, I get it. The market that is that is what it is, man. When Dick Miller says one company is gonna own everything someday, I was like, holy foreshadowing, fuck. like a holy motherfucker, fucking mm-hmm. shit. And that the is... and the AI angle too with these like no, X one thousand yes. chips, like it's insane, dude. And, like and even just the background with like Alan being a kind of like troubled kid. I just thought he was like a you know a, a well. You mean wolf. David Duchovny's son, like that kid? Alan, is that, that whatever that actor's, he looks like David Duchovny. Is that what? Oh, okay, was that a bit? Okay. To me, 
to me. Don't worry. And, and they do mention the X Files as well. Joey, remember, Joey, when... just just laugh and we'll fix it all in post. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Joey's fake laugh is a great soundbite. Oh man. <laughs> Joey, was, Joey, the next I was the like, next time you Gregory fade out Smith of the call. Really? <laughs> Joey, the next time you fade out of the call, we'll just we're gonna isolate that. <laughs> we'll just dub that in randomly. Play that nice. back with nice. with the April Margera. Is it real? <laughs> is it real? Because is it is it really Joey or not? The world of our podcast fans may never know. <laughs> they may never know. Okay, they may so, never know. So yes, the nuances and everything didn't pick up on until the adult time of watching this. But still, that beginning there, whole aspect with. Cross more Leary. Give me, give me your, give me your thoughts. The impacts that this made, younger and older, use. Oh, what do you well, got? I, I mean, so I, I will say that as a kid, I, I definitely. It's like this ultimately ends up being the two of them pitted against each other. It's their two creations. They're they're at odds with one another, and Leary comes in and is like, I want both of them. We yeah, got a, we got a hero both? and a villain. Yes, both. We got a he- hero and a villain. So, and not to mention the fact that everyone else was fired from the company was also very maniacal, but also Instantly, true dude. business sense. Like, Where no, no, no we're taking over the con. We're taking over the co- uh, company, <laughs> slicing close to the bone. Everyone's fired. Y'all are left. What do you got? Because you yeah, made fucking Burpasaurus like, Rex or whatever the fuck would... that thing's name is. Yeah, yeah. like. So it's like part of the Belchar gang, dude. Correct. Which I love that. I, I thought that was awesome. Um, but you can totally see where the influence for Slam Fist then came in later on because it's kind of the same deal. It's just Slam Fist doesn't burp. He sounds like he was, you know, deprived of oxygen in the womb or something. But at the end of the day, I will say that as a kid, I it didn't resonate as much other than like, all right, we have our two creators, our puppet masters, if you will, pitted against one, one another based on their creations. Now as an adult, like you had said, Mike, the, the whole idea of consumerism and basically companies like, what's the bottom line? What's going to sell? And at the end of the day, what it, I, I wish I knew what it, Leary's line was where Cross was like, well, this is violence. And he's like, no, it's not violence. It's action. And kids love action. Like, yes. Yeah, that yeah, that in and of itself is is perfect. It's, it's a perfect way to look at how to market shit to, well, anyone but kids. Yeah, because kids so do sense. like fucking action, you know. Yeah, like his his actions yeah, like, are all justifiable, like even if violence. even if he's the big bad business guy, you know. And you're supposed to kind of choose like what you were saying at first, the David Cross or Jay Moore side, I guess. You know, Dennis Leary pitting them together to create the entire story makes so much sense from his point of view, though. That is mm-hmm. how it is, consumer country, baby. Like. Kid, we were kids at that time with action figures, Lou. Like, come on. Yep. I, oh, the, yeah. Remember the commercials before Christmas time? Like, we were little Timmy. We were, you know, fucking Jacob Smith or whatever, star of Disney original movie Phantom of the Multiplex. We were him. Dude, think about think I'm about our head, bro. Nickelodeon Nickelodeon shows. <laughs> they got have were, a little kid character, yeah. Nick, oh, Nickelodeon shows were what like twenty one minutes or Nickelodeon episodes were twenty one minutes long. The yeah, remainder yeah. of those were relegated to fucking toy commercials. So like we were indoctrinated with that at a young age, and that's what we knew. And you're absolutely right, dude. Before Christmas time, dude. doesn't matter if it was oh, my fucking God. Nerf Flooded. gargoyles, fucking biker mice from Mars. I, I mean over street sharks overloaded with toy commercials and i fucking love that Beyblades, it was awesome dude hungry hungry Beyblades, dude. Fucking, <laughs> you know it man <laughs> 
I always, I always wanted 13 Dead End Drive, but I feel like I've talked to somebody as an adult that's had that game because, dude, those commercials were everywhere. It, it's kind of like Mousetrap. Mousetrap, in theory, is a fun game. It's like a Rube yeah. Goldberg device or whatever, but then it's yeah. like you got to set it up. It takes fucking forever, and it's like, is this really fun? Is the payoff so really fucking less. worth it? <laughs> Usually you do it like one never. time, and it's like, oh, the joy's gone. That's but it. anyway, yeah. I, I fucking digress. Joey, um, your, your initial thoughts, just kind of from that, that cold open, the, the materialism and or corporate takeover, like how did that feel kind of as a kid? Was it ignored? And then you're moving now into adult being like, holy shit. Well, I- and setting up the plot of the movie like perfectly. Yes. That's what I was thinking. What if that scene wasn't yeah. there? So all I, I, mean, I haven't watched this everything. movie in, in such a long time. So there was a lot of stuff I, I was like definitely catching on now. That like I honestly I don't remember a lot of the stuff in the movie, but like there's a lot more stuff that I'm catching on now, like that whole like you know, pitting the two guys together basically that you know creates the whole story, you know. Like it's in their yeah. programming, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> if in, there's a problem, the, it's in their the, programming. The AI chip, fuck the uh what the hell is that chip called? X one thousand. Is it or X-1000. does that just enhance what they're programmed to do? Whoa. Mm. Right? That's what I'm doing. Well, because they, le- yes. they learn and develop. <laughs> How's your mind blow? Only one of them learns, <laughs> motherfucker. Only one of them learns. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth oh. when you're talking to me. <laughs> Be brave. They do. No, no, like, okay, maybe both of them do because it's not just artificial intelligence, it's just intelligence or whatever that guy on the inside says you know well, but it learns but he's it learns speci- no yeah. but they specifically say that about the gorgonites one of their like key skills is mm-hmm. learning that's why he's yeah. surfing the web and the commando elite are just using their tactical skills that they already that they were programmed to know <laughs> but also there's the things i did not pick up on as a kid though is what i'm getting at that's actually that's a good Look point at those I... levels like yeah whether we're on both sides or not that's what makes this podcast and all of us and our band great but <laughs> yeah like this story is really set up way too well for this to not have been like a bigger movie i know it was pretty big but well dude that i i feel like that in and of itself like what you pointed out because i definitely didn't pick up on that even this time around where it's like the the commando elite are are limited to they they can improvise they understand how to use their surroundings to their advantage they have military training yes but the gorgonites have a research element to them that is and vastly different especially archer specifically his scenes with alan there's run mcnally or whatever well, they have the, how do you see out windows? What's out there, you know? And possibly They're inquisitive. They're inquisitive. There. They're curious, just, dude. Yeah. But then also the feel the wind, and he's like, feel. Oh, yeah, you're plastic. Okay. Just talking about how incredible voice actors are. Right. I was like, hey, that can in tie into this movie. I don't remember where we were going after that, but uh, I was saying that there had to have been, like, pitch, pitch correction or some of the speed up on the voices or whatever to make those like voices of some of the Gorgonite clan Lou. That's, you know, oh yeah. Like, yep. is that, you know, is it that? And then Joey's like, or maybe they're just great voice actors. And I'm like, yeah, because you know, they're doing like guest voices on the Simpsons are what a bunch of people in this movie are doing and shit. So maybe they are, but what a, what a cast of voices and not voices. A uh, couple, a couple <laughs> tiebacks into pre- and faces. Yeah, voices and faces. There you go. That's a good way to put it. 
get it in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. Post cereal. <laughs> it's the nineties, everybody's. And yeah, we've we've had some people in this move in this movie be in other episodes we've done, which is kind of what led us to just choosing this, <laughs> talking about it in another episode. And uh, Kirsten Dunst comes to mind right away because of Jumanji, an also heavily f- uh, featured movie with practical and CG effects in the '90s that were pretty cray cray as a young one, a youngin. Yeah, I definitely. I, I I like the fact that yet again we're seeing her op- act opposite CGI and some puppetry. Yeah, um, yeah, right. I, I know. She's I know. Just a couple little bit th- older, like two, three years past Jumanji. You know, she's still. She just looks a little bit older. I mean, Jesus, what, we yeah. were we were growing up with her, dude. So I can say that she was like a fucking crush for me. And then she's Mary Jane. Pfft, come on, she's older than me. When, well, it's like that, think about it. When we're like Timmy's age, when that movie came out, this isn't our sister we're talking about. This is a girl on screen. It's a little bit older. We have the same mentality that Alan has towards her. We just wish we were bad boys enough for her to be into us. Probably we weren't. <laughs> Maybe Lou was. I don't know if his major chip hazard background and everything. After all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, like distinct memories of her being like, "You saved me," and then kissing him, being like, "My God, I wish that was me." That's all I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah no but she, and- but she really is like a, she really is a great actor too yeah there's things not even there like that's that's the kid in me going for the easy aspects of this movie the like you know s- sort of animation in my mind not cgi or whatever the fuck that was as a kid it's 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 animation and puppetry just like what you said yeah. lou i i love that kind of shit i love the muppets you know mm-hmm. Everybody what? loves Jim Henson, and then I and you know, and you're bringing all these things together. This is like the closest thing to maybe Space Jam is like the only other episode we've kind of done with this kind of a blend, unless Jumanji counts, yeah. like I just said. But I those mean, are yeah. such e- that and the cast, such easy aspects to be into as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you going to say, gonna say yeah. Joey? Agreed. Oh no, no, I don't even remember. You just want to. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the thing the thing that's nice about this movie too for for me like as a kid and as an adult because i've i this is one of those i revisit every once in a while it'll pop up on like hulu or fucking hbo or tubi or something and i'm like yeah i'm gonna yeah. rewatch this when i stumble across it just because we eddie and i i'll again i'll get into the fucking embarrassing stories of our youth but um we i was obsessed with this so i've seen it so many times but mm-hmm. what i really liked as a kid is it kind of fused at, at the time 1998 kind of the the best quote-unquote best of both worlds where you have hardcore puppetry which i do want to talk to later i have some things that i want to talk to um but but it fused both cgi and puppetry and for the most part yeah it's 1998 fucking cgi it is not what we have now but for the time i will say as a kid especially watching that was like Holy shit! Dude, Especially it's... when brick, brick bazooka's climbing up the side of the fucking yes. bicycle and dude, like, dude, the zoom oh, outs. Yeah, there's like far long lens. Is that what you would say? Mm. Like long lens shots? Yeah. Of of yeah, the bike they, going, yeah. and he For he's sure. cutting behind a car, and like all these people, and like a food stand, and it still has that little dude. Little George Kennedy hanging on for dear life. Like Leslie Nielsen made some fucking joke in the naked gun. Yeah, that's who does that voice. <laughs> yes, you are correct. You are correct. 
I'm pretty sure he was that one. But yeah, like that. He was. Yep. That and that scene specifically, we haven't seen too much of that. Uh, you know, that's early on in the movie, if you want to say, of the small soldiers doing like stunt work and explosions and kind of building their own weaponry and shit. We didn't. There's nothing too crazy yet. He's just climbing up a bike, and holy shit, it looks it looks good. But I really did always like think, he's especially fucking Mount Everest. I mean, it, yeah, I know, because he's so small. That's so funny. <laughs> but, like, there's specific parts with the Gorgon. Like, specifically, I mean, with the Gorgonites in Alan's room or in their house, where when they go back and forth between the CG and practical, like, I still can't, I still can't tell you. Oh, it's seamless. It's not every single shot, though. There are a lot of shots, though, especially, like, Ocula, when he's, like, picking him up. And then putting him down, oh, and the yeah, camera dude. stays on it, and then he runs away. It's like, dude, that was pure puppetry right there. Yep. No, they all they, of that they, right they now. Make it seamless, it, dude. And in the last like decade or so, we all know that that would just be all CG. The best of both oh, worlds. Like you, dude. you, you said it, Lou. I feel like that's why we're doing so many of these cult movies that we do on this podcast around this like similar era. Whether it's right when Joey was coming into the world or you and me were like not even double digits yet they're really th- that was the boom of like movies for us besides yeah in the last mm-hmm. decade or so where the cgi has gotten crazy realistic but i don't know there's still a lot of shots that blow my mind here on where i'm trying to actually distinguish which it is <laughs> well it's it's nice too because and they're supposed to be messing with your eyes almost you know there's that uh peter jackson kind of like one where uh, Alan tells Archer to go to the end of the table, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they call oh, that, yeah. that kind of thing with the with like uh, <laughs> Frodo and Gandalf, you know, the illusion shots or whatever. Forced perspective. <laughs> Perceptive, exactly. But they're doing it with yeah. like a p- perfect mix of right when the camera cuts from that practical, real little sculpted action figure to a CG effect of him like jumping. And showing the distance on like the oh my god, Joe Dante. Joe Dante, guys. Has he done this before? Seems like he's done this before. <laughs> Two tree like, times. Seems like this is just another version of Gremlins, though, you know. <laughs> Gizmo. Well, the, yeah. Yeah. The you don't is, get the... them wet. There's actual enemies, though. It's not that they multiply or something, you know. There's just the two, <laughs> there's the duality aspect of it. But it really is. It's very similar to the Gremlins and those other movies that we've mentioned already. A lot of the best things pulled into one right here. I love it. What's well, What's also cool too about just the puppetry in, in general. Um, obviously, Sam Winston is no stranger to this, but Winston, to have yep. to to have yeah. the 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 idea that these puppets react. They blink. They look around. They react to their surroundings in a way where it's not just as harsh as some other puppeted films that we've seen where it's you have some limb movement you have some arms moving these actually these the animatronics behind it they blink like they're it that's why it's like with the gorgonites in particular like you had mentioned when they're hanging out in alan's room you they really have the ability to kind of showcase that and it's a much less of a reliance at least it appears to the viewer to where the seamless elements where they are tying in the cg it it, it, it's it's that's what it is. It's fucking seamless. You you almost don't notice it. There's that illusion that's created the movie magic element where it's like, no, these movie these are magic. straight up dolls Stan that Winston are sitting in his room. ILM, yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe it's because they're monsters. I think it's the features of the human 
likeness of the commando elite is what makes theirs a little more like yeah i can tell these are kind of cg dolls more often yes i think that's all i think that's the only it's not even a bad criticism but that's the criticism of it and they they make that movie magic just it works so well as a kid i'm not even thinking about it i'm just like legitimately kind of scared of like the weird like facial hair of nick nitro and shit i'm like what is that (laughs) What is that schmutz on his face? What is he chewing on? What kind of fucking doo-doo is the in his fucking, fucking match? Mouth? How yeah, crazy dude. is that? The dude is strapped with rockets and explosives and he is a He's fucking match. match. Meanwhile, Kip yeah, Killigan's got a mouth. fucking stogie in his mouth that you know has been stogie. sucked That's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's about as soggy as our small siblings' underpants after a day at the beach. <laughs> that shit has got to stink so fucking bad. But it's, it's, those, it's those small details that I think also, just to design alone, and I'm giving props to the art department here. Yeah, man. Th- they they knocked it out of the fucking park. The, it and is that's so kind of specific. That's why, like, there's nothing cool wrong to... with it, you know? It's just no. the, the, the other aspect with the Gorgonites blows my mind. But I think that's because they're like creatures. These human, like, the wrinkles and the squints on, like, the Commando Elite's face and the schmutz, like I said. <laughs> so specific with the schmutz. I think I think Nick also has like a gold front tooth or something as well. I'm pretty sure there's yeah, another there's, there's like yeah, another yeah, thing. <laughs> but it's like I, I don't know. That's that's really where it's also nice to see kind of the the divide between okay, you have kind of a templated human based group, the Commando Elite. They're based off of you know whatever really a- a- accentuated human beings with these crazy features. But then you have the pure imagination element that obviously David Cross, quote unquote, David Cross brings in where it's, I believe his name in the movie is what, Irwin? He actually, it's more like, no, this is just, this is imagination at its finest where you have a scout Oculus is literally a fucking eyeball with suckers, you know, like that's it. But then you, you bring that over to Archer. What the fuck is Archer? A feline based, like leader of this, you know, disruptive cultish, you know, always lovely Frank Langella is who it motherfucking is. All right. Love it. Love (laughs) it. What an also like perfect pairing of a voice actor though, to kind of counterbalance that of non-human star uh major chip hazard slash tommy lee jones as we mentioned like perfection on both sides mm-hmm. no the yeah. the they they knew what they were doing uh when they put that together especially especially with the casting wise because i i thought it was really cool i i learned this i think after watching i think i watched it with like my dad at some point or it was on and we had gotten all the way to the credits and my dad was basically like, okay, so the commando elite are essentially like, it's a dirty fucking dozen reunion <laughs> yep, minus Tali Savalas, <laughs> you know, like, so it's like, and I was like, huh, I guess I never thought of it from that perspective, but that's, it's, it's so cool that they tapped in these people where it's like, you know, adults will recognize the voice. Tommy Lee Jones, obviously, for kind of a little bit of both, the Men in Black stuff, you know, oh, teen yeah, movie, no, whatever. He's, yeah, he's the one that kids and adults would know, whereas all the other, the Dirty Dozen crew is probably more adults they're aiming for. Correct. I, I, I presume, at least as a kid, you know, I didn't pick up a, the most recognizable Ernest B- Borgnine, you know. Correct, like, yes. Incredibly recognizable, but when I'm a kid, I'm not, I'm busy waiting for Kirsten Dunst scenes. That's, you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> just <laughs> no, saying. It's just, you can't. You, we couldn't get everything when we were there. I, I knew the naked gun, but not enough to recognize George Kennedy back then. But looking at so, it now, everyone is recognizable in this man. Here's here's one thing that I would say as far as like Frank Franklin Joe was great as cast as a voice of Archer. I believe that there is only one other person on this planet that would have been able to pull off that voice. And that is Peter Cullen, who is the voice of Optimus Prime ah, in the Transformer franchise. I feel like he it's very similar the way they deliver their lines, yes, the intonation of their voice. It's very yes. on that same. I'm a wise, well-read uh, you know, shrewd leader. I'm fair. I can, you know, whatever, all that shit baked into what I think this fictional character that I'm giving way too much credit to, i.e. Optimus Prime. But I think, <laughs> I think that would be, I think that would be somebody who could have pulled off that voice, but only those two, because even dude, even you listen to Frank's voice in whether it's other movies or in interviews and he tones, like he understands the assignment. He yeah, understands exactly, yes. yeah. the, the, the the stuff that they fed him about who Frost Nixon, bro. Come on, dude. It, there you go. A creepy looking fucking Richard Nixon. Like he I was know. perfect in that role. But, but yeah, that was fucking bomb. That was a good one. He he definitely he enveloped Wrong that role. And I, I I feel like I feel like he had definitely a little bit more room to play around with versus some of the other actors, especially within the commando elite, where it's like your military, you're a military, you know, troop essentially that's all oh, you yeah, are but, yeah but you know also I mean? every every other scene if we're having these two sets of groups here once you once you bring them both out archer is interacting with alan like non-stop he has so oh, much great. screen time yeah it's great yeah it's really it's put together just fucking flawlessly and i wish there was more about the screenplay aspect i couldn't find too many crazy things about like the writing there's four people credited that have done you know some other well-known things but I don't know. It looks like well, every other aspect was the lightning in the bottle kind of thing. The actors, the voice crew, Stan Winston Studios, ILM, Joe Dante, as and like a still very well written script. But every little line in between actual like driving plot has has like a metaphor or like an ulterior meaning, you know, that ties into this overall theme of the the marketing aspect you know the the humans being human i don't know the neighborly shit mixed with alan being troubled and wanting to get with the cute girl next door like come on there is <laughs> there's so many amazing aspects about this just to be like i don't know kind of shrugged off as just like a 90s children's film when it is not at all and that was the marketing of the movie kind of you went back and well, forth with that, but in the movie they knew what they were doing. The marketing well, of the movie itself was kind of confused on the rating and everything. Like, I, we, we, we've we've got some factoids later that I know are going to get into this. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know I what I'm ask, getting at right now. Let's. Uh, what do you got? I, like? I want. I want. I want to ask Joey about something, but I, I do want to mention this because it just occurred to me as a potential reason. I, I would be interested if anyone knows Lurking Class Official at gmail.com um or lurking guys plan band at instagram dm us um i'm wondering if anyone else was considered for the voice of archer and part of the reason why i'm wondering if 
Peter Cullen couldn't is because of a contractual obligation with Hasbro, because Hasbro. obviously this not only was he the voice of Optimus Prime in the original animated series, but then obviously the the only good Michael Bay installation to that franchise. He was still Optimus Prime throughout that. Still was. 1998. Yes, it is not. It's not quote unquote close to when that Transformers movie came out. However, I'm wondering if it's like, no, we're not going to have you voice another toy slash, you know, a marketing <laughs> piece. Like, no, you're not doing that. You are, we're, we're, we, we got you homes. But, uh, but if anyone else knows that I'd, I'd be interested to see if there was a short list for folks, uh, voice actors that were considered, yeah. because I, I feel like everyone else, it's kind of, it makes sense. But uh, that yeah. Archer would be the one, uh, you know, right. maybe Christopher Lee. Uh, if, now I'm just naming either. off dudes that played Dracula. Uh, but no, yeah. Count Dooku, bro, you talking, but, about, you talking about fucking Dooku? I'm talking about Suriman. That is correct. Um, uh. But no, no, I, 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 am, I am curious. I am curious, though, if uh, if I anyone else was considered my sleeve. Well, that's why I said Dra- that's why I said Dracula. Um, so, 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 so I, I know, right? Which is sad because he is such he is such a great actor. Is that a million? Um, yeah, yeah, no. But there is a th- that's that's funny that you say that because I was I was also curious about that. I couldn't find that out. There was another side of it where I could have found out potential other folks voicing the Commando Elite, though. That's mm. a crazy one. Do you want to know that one now or later? Do you have? Yeah, more? I mean, if, dude, if you if you want to mention now, I I still know what I want to like how I want to segue and what I want to ask Joey. So if, if this is appropriate, yeah, um, no, I would love I would love to hear it. There's plenty of fact things to still have a fact section later, depending on what uh you know what I want to include or what we haven't already included tonight. But one of them, the big ones that I found on IMDb was the the cast of Predator was originally mm, mm. so no what have, shit what i have said here arnold as major chip hazard wow, shane, oh shane black shane That's black me. as kip calligan exactly still love both of those guys carl weathers as butch meat hook of course the token fucking awesome they gotta do that of course it's the 90s jesse ventura would have been brick bazooka of Sonny course, La- Sonny <laughs> Landham, oh, yeah. Nick Nitro, Bill Duke as Link Static. Dude, fucking Bill Duke. Maybe they would have had Link Static accurately portrayed as a non-nerdy white uh, action figure. Communication. If they got, if they got Bill Duke to, yeah, right. Isn't that kind of the more out there one? Yeah. I think that I think they changed that once they got Bruce Dern for that one because there is a there's another actual like who is missing from the Dirty Dozen of why there might have been somebody clued into that voice. But the that cast of Predator, like, look, look at that. Those are also very bankable people at the time. I love that. I love that there oh, was sure. that. Somebody had the, the foresight to be like, all right, even though these guys are not going to be acting next to each other on screen, they are, their voices it. are going to be pros, you know, next to one another. And the kicker is, in some way, shape, or form, each one of this crew, the members of this crew, the lion's share of, these crew, of this crew, have acted in movies together where they, there is that military element of it. So they yes. already... Again, right. talking about understanding the assignment, they already get it. I think like, so. They, we must destroy the Gargonite scum. Everything else is just a toy. Dude, could you... Could you imagine? There will be no mercy. They probably just needed to have someone that they could understand, dude. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I have a chopper now. 
Because he, I mean, <laughs> he does have a chopper. That's right. Yeah. Chip has. Oh man. All right. No, no, no. Carl Weathers or Bill Duke impressions. We don't want to get canceled. Nope. Not wading into that. Piranha infested waiting pool. Um, (laughs) No, so too many references as well. (laughs) Easter eggs galore. Go on. Oh, dude. No, no. I, I want, I wanted to ask Joey. Um, So, like, isn't that a crazy imagination though? Like, the Dirty Dozen almost ends up being way better because it was way longer ago than the nineteen eighty seven Predator movie, but still, right nuts <laughs> no I, it's dude it's ingenious the 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 casting and stuff the they, of this movie I, I like Jesus. i think I, I think that in and of itself is even more interesting and, and yet again another reason why this movie although it is celebrated kind of under the radar yeah. the, it's not our fault that the marketing teams didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do at its core the mm-hmm. the foresight that went into this is incredible like you got to give props you know you got to give credit where credit's due and that's a huge one um, and it's also Huge. a nice, like, you know, elbow, you know, nudge being like, Hey, we got these guys, almost all of them barring Savalas and Sutherland and blah, blah, blah. Like that. I, I, I don't know. I think that that's fucking amazing. But, mm-hmm. um, Joey, I, I wanted to ask you, so you grew up in the countryside, um, you know, just very similar to myself, uh, you know, rural areas, cow patties, fucking four wheeling, snow and beyond all that yeah. bullshit. So, so I'm curious mm-hmm. when you watch this as a kid, like, did you and your friends do any sort of like, did you play army? Did you build forts? Like most, oh, dude. you know, young yes. humans did. Um, oh, and God. when you're watching, when you watch mm-hmm. this, like, were there major things that you picked up on that you then tried to emulate or was it just kind of like, eh, whatever they, you know, they built these fucking like flaming, uh, you know, tennis ball launching glorified, you know, potato guns <laughs> on a fucking erector set with batteries. Like, did you ever like, what, what was your upbringing like being kind of a backwoods, like little boy or a young kid, you know, having seen this type of stuff, because dude, a lot of that shit that's in there for the most part is kind of DIY. You could probably replicate a number, if not all of those weapons that the commando oh, elite put together an army action figure with your I mean, chain I mean I definitely played <laughs> army growing up. I mean nerf guns were like a huge part of my like growing up and just like BB guns, nerf guns, all that type of shit. I'd paintball. always pretend to be like yep. oh yeah, paintball too, you know, airsoft or whatever. Like Yeah, airsoft. Yep, so, same. Yeah. So like yeah, dude, like I totally grew up playing like army and shit and like I I mean I guess to like compare this movie to like how I would like play would be like, I mean I would be like an alien hunter or some shit, you know, like that'd be something I'd play as, you know, like my little brother and I'd run around with Nerf guns in the yard, pretend to shoot at shit, you know, build stick forts in the woods, and then like build couch forts when it was raining inside. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like when when you watch that as a kid, that like speaking of another reason why this movie spoke to me as a child, both of you know how important and fundamental the A Team was for me as a kid. How, for you watching it as a kid, like did that like grab you immediately when we got to see that montage with fucking another one bites the dust is playing and the Commando Elite are <laughs> essentially they they have their montage of like we're building DIY weapons with what we have available to us yep. in Alan's fucking dad's lame ass toy shop like how did that grab you because i know how it grabbed me right by the you know pre 
borderline prepubescent <laughs> and testicles. And his dad um, recognizes when all the tools are stolen and brings it back up thinking it's Alan, you know? Like, oh, I didn't I use mean, that when I was younger. I don't think I really wow. have anything real specific for that, for like, you know, for that. Did you, you know? use small tools? What did you yeah. use? <laughs> yeah, did you I use branches like, and rubber bands? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean stick ports, you know. Lots of duct tape. I made homemade slingshots. Yeah, you know, homemade slingshots, you know, out of like just sticks and shit and little rocks in the driveway. Hell yeah, dude. I was trying to make like toy weapons and whatnot out of shit. Did you burn I, down I, any neighbor's house? Wait, you don't have a neighbor. No, no, no. I did I didn't do anything like that, but I did like to got one neighbor. Like, Someone trapped away. in the basement. I trapped in the basement. <laughs> Shh. Yo. Call Come back. <laughs> that was wild. There's that nobody, howling. That's what happens when we do Halloween episodes. Man. Is that going to happen? Is that Halloween? Dude, Ooh. we will see. We will maybe see. I the, maybe I let the ghoul Anywho. out of the basement. <laughs> oh, the gabagool. The gabagool. No, I, the, 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 reason I, the reason I was asking that is One because like... One of fans I'm, is in the basement. <laughs> They're in the basement, hiding, howling to be let out, waiting um, for us to play a show. Yeah. <laughs> what one of one of the reasons why I asked that is because I, I really, really enjoyed for me, like growing up. I, I really like that idea that, like, not only you know they have their toy weapons, Chip Hazard, like addresses that he snaps one in half, but they yeah. understand that they need to weaponize whatever like, they have around them. And they do so in some of the most insane and interesting ways. Not to mention the fact, I think what blew me away the most, I love the nail gun on the side of the Erector set like vehicle. I oh, thought that yeah, was super dude. fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, that was that. awesome. But also the fact that they basically formed together to create this really shitty Voltron vehicle. Um, <laughs> I thought that was ingenious. Like they had the foresight to build out not only separate was vehicles Voltron for one another. Hasbro? Shit, I don't know if we can say that in the same episode. Uh, Noel Trav. Um, so, so I, I, I really the Walmart thought the, brand version. It's the Dollar <laughs> Tree fucking brand. Style. We could we could say Voltron. <laughs> we, ha- we have we have Voltron at home. Voltron at We're home. We're talking about Voltron Magic at home. Gathering. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I like making jokes. Sorry. <laughs> No, I, I, I really I, I thought that that was super cool, and it definitely I don't know. Like I said, it gave me like a team MacGyver vibes. Like, just oh, here yeah. we are taking yeah. you know using our surroundings to our advantage versus like you would point out earlier, Mike. And I want to go back to this because it is I think one of the more important points that we'll probably discuss aside from my rambling is, well, you have the Commando Elite doing that. They are they are taking and and gearing up to attack and or pursue you know identify where they went you have the gorgonites specifically archer and the remainder of the crew studying taking in their surroundings that's fucking amazing to me i think that that shows the true dichotomy between the characters and it goes into your point where you have one that is designed to be i have a one track mind yes we are resourceful yes we we will see our mission through to the end we are fearless but the Gorgonites had the ability to learn the in a much broader sense. of the yes. Gorgonites. They, they learn and they hide. They hide, bro. And then when they don't fight and they're forced tactics, to, dude. It's tactics. It is. They it is. evolve. Dude, it's mm-hmm. like it's nuts. I won't go right? into like, that. Uh, Never mind. Oh, can, oh okay. Yeah. Did, did you say cat ticks by accident? Because you don't want to get no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like from the fucking middle I'm of nowhere like, boonies that you live in. No. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Yeah, we'll just keep going. 
We will so, keep going. <laughs> can we uh, can we spend some time just talking about the parents here? Because I think we have to. I mean, you said I, Transformers. I, Somebody said News Radio. I'm pretty sure. No. no. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody we, said Arnold. <laughs> we jingled all the way ourselves into this mess. Yes. And the adults, now the we got to now we got to erase Just ourselves out of it. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't totally recall what we were just talking about, but I'll try to hope my, yeah, my answers bad. are a true lie or nah, I'm sorry. This <laughs> tr- true lies. That was where I was. I had to get one more in there. Nice. No, no, no that was th- that was all. I was saying the adults in general because uh Dennis Leary was in the Sandlot and that's like the earliest movie I have any memory of. So, knew that dude when he showed up playing himself in this. I was going to say he <laughs> plays himself in every fucking the Thomas in Crown affair. Is there not a movie he just doesn't play <laughs> himself like realistically out of yeah. all of yeah, these characters i see all, okay. all right all right all right saber tooth tiger he, that's he's a human in real that's life that's true he's not yeah he's not a saber tooth tiger there. in real life yep exactly that's what i'm saying you guys he's not a saber tooth tiger irl he, he may act the same as he does he would have been in all those zigfried and roy shows tiger. instead <laughs> i feel like he did have the same attitude he was the ladybug in a Bugs Life, motherfuckers. All right, Francis. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah I'm pulling all that shit out. Speaking of voices, I always just—I feel like there's like—I was like, well, am I watching American Dad for a second? Uh, uh, anyone? Anyone? Francine Smith, also known as Mrs. Fimple. Oh, oh. Wendy Shaw. Francine. No Smith. shit. No yep. shit. Good fucking call. She does a little bit with her voice, but there's one point when like she yells Phil specifically, where I'm like, oh, if she was yelling Stan, that's it. Stan! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I and, all right, I said Phil, so let's let's Dude. pay our let's pay our respects to one of like the most tragic Hollywood deaths, probably in a at least in uh. this area, you know? In this area. And also for those who don't know the last film appearance of his is small soldiers. And they do in fact pay homage at the end of the credits on this DVD. They, yeah. A couple months before the release that fucking uh, sad is that fucking home invasion shit, basically. Right. Dude, it was his wife. No, it was his wife. Shot him in the fucking head while he was in bed, dude. Then she shot herself. Right. Yeah, well, I, I believe it was like a murder suicide thing, but like right, that's it was, what I meant. Yeah, not not home invasion, murder suicide. It was two no, words. no. It was it, whatever it was. It was tragic Penis and, and no, 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 no. Fire <laughs> truck. It's two words. It's two words though. Um. No, I that that I I think it, it was a good way to showcase kind of the adult end of the humor. Uh, obviously, anything that Phil Hartman does for me, it's you know, it's always going to be whatever role he happens to get tapped into and well i was going to say simpsons for me is the big one but yes but yes uh uh, also but but also uh in snl but i really just i enjoy the fact that he is is cast as again another guy where it's like i don't know if he's like this in real life but he's just the smug well i (laughs) i happen to know you know like whatever like He's yep. got all the answers. He's got all the tech. He's the annoying fucking neighbor that like destroys foliage that happens to be over on his property. Like <laughs> it's just, it's fun. He loves war movies and he's got the big, you know, it, it, I just, is he I watching am... the dirty dozen at one point? What is he watching? So, at the, do you so know he that? Is, 
Oh. So I, I don't know. I would, Sorry I would like to look that, that up. Was, no, that no, was no. a question I had for you. I didn't want to forget. Thank the you only, for getting into some lovely Phil Hartman talk. The only reason why I don't believe it's a Dirty Dozen, at least not initially, is because Color? they have a lot of wide-angle battlefield shots where oh, you see yes, the, the yes. Panzers pushing to the fields and like the Germans kind of walking behind them. And I don't know as if in Dirty Dozen there are scenes like that, maybe in the beginning, because yeah. obviously the remainder Thanks. of it is Thanks. the remainder of it is it's kind of a super pseudo heist uh we are we're behind enemy lines whereas that's more like full frontal nudity warfare yes. um but i would be interested i would be interested to see what that was because dude if they were watching dirty dozen yet another subtle fucking nod they nah, knew yeah, what they I were know. doing they I knew know, what they I were remember. doing yeah. couldn't couldn't find something on that one that was why but I also was like, nope, genuinely <laughs> what 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 is also funny to me about that is so obviously we mentioned peter column we mentioned transformers yes we can't <laughs> not fucking mention we can't not fucking mention sam witwicky's fucking dad um the, the dad the, of all dads the, the, who I, did who we've uh, brought up for the first time only two episodes ago yes 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 done character actor extraordinaire who pretty is much he, still plays the same character in a lot of things. He's a I, cop I, or he's a dad. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. how utterly stressed out. And I don't blame him. He's running a small business, an independent toy company in a seemingly small so town. much for the character that he, like, it's the parents. You know, we got to knock them out is like the job in the movie kind of for the commando elites. But he's still like given so much, it seems like, for that character. Oh, he could, dude, he can't. He kills it, and I think it Knocks perfectly it captures it, it. Perfectly captures like that idea of like, all right, you have an untrustworthy son. Your kid Alan's a little piece of shit. Maybe he's on meth. Maybe he's on smack or whatever. Smack. The whole thing. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Like, maybe, I, wrote, I, I wrote a bunch tar. of those down. <laughs> Dude, so funny. Well, it's like I. Is I, it the I, I think. <laughs> Oh man, I, I I don't know about you guys, but like we've all dabbled in our various things when we were probably too young to be doing so, and I definitely had those moments with my fucking mom walking in, fucking looking at his eyes as the re- the devil's fucking dick. Eyes you know, my mom's asking dick. me yep. like, you know, what are you what are you on? And it's like they automatically go for the worst. It's like, no, I'm not on fucking crystal meth. I live in Chenango, New York, and I'm fucking in tenth grade. I'm not on meth. Wrong, I'm, I'm on the weed. Uh, i was on the weed though so yeah so was i that was the beauty of it but it's so funny we all were on the weed we're such bad kids they they wrote that perfectly for like in an overly like an overly caring or like a hyper reactive mother to automatically go to the worst it's the worst possible thing no he's not smoking shitty weed too they have lines that are like, oh, I hate the parents on that on that TV show. They're so phony and nice. Like, yeah, that's not what parents are like. And then right when he comes home and sees the mom, she's like nag, nag, nag in his mind because he's troubled more than we really know at that point. And mm-hmm. in the very beginning, the whole commercial of seeing the big business, like the blockbuster types coming up to eat up like your mom and pop video store. That's yep. Kevin Dunn's stress. That yep. is, where's he going for his business? What's the deal with that? <laughs> well, he doesn't want to sell violent toys or whatever the whole like thing right. is. Remember, he doesn't there's sell that like toys. Dick Miller lays. Yeah, it down Dick Miller this. helps kind of tease that out. We get that little piece, but Dick Miller yeah, playing a role he's played he's in every just movie visiting as well. his other family in another movie. 
Well, what's, yeah, yeah, right. He's getting ready to go be a janitor and fucking Shia shopping LeBron. mall. That's what he's getting ready to do. Um, Yo, no, oh, shopping so, mall. So Albany, I, Albany native uh, Russell Todd shopping mall. Yeah, <laughs> my boy, my more famous so, claim to fame. <laughs> it's what 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 I also like about this too is like I I I don't think it was probably the same for you, Joey, but. I'm wondering if this was like it with you, Mike, it might not have been, but like when I was with, when I was living with my mom and stepdad and living with my dad, I've talked about this before. It's night and day. My dad would let me stay up. We'd rent fucking Seagal movies. I'd see tits, like whatever. It's not that I could do whatever I want, but there, he was way more lenient with art and movies and music and all that shit. My mom, on mm-hmm. the other hand, the exact opposite. My mom was much more in line with being a fucking an Abernathy, being fucking Irene Abernathy. Like <laughs> my, my dad would own a store that doesn't, that sells fucking Lincoln logs. And I'm fucking 13. I'm like, come on. Like, I love my Legos, but like, I need some fucking juice. I want some star Wars figures. I want some GI Joes. Like, although they, they made, they made sacrifice and they would allow me to play with things. They were, I very much related to that upbringing where it's, it's strict. It's very like, okay, you can watch the 18 because there's no swearing and no one dies, but like you are not fucking watch. And you can watch Indiana Jones cause PG 13, but like, you're not fucking watching, oh, but you have to close you know, your eyes when Indiana Jones tells you to close your eyes. Dude, I remember being in the theaters for Pearl Harbor and during that lovely oh love sequence God. with old Joshy Hardy, I was I had the hand sneak over in, in front of my eyes. I'm like, you fucking kidding me right now? You're putting my <laughs> hands over my eyes for that? That is some of the most tame lovemaking and, you know, whatever, Hollywood-friendly lovemaking out there. Not to mention the fact you have Tom Sizemore firing a shotgun and using colorful language as he shoots at a Japanese zero that's, you know, going overhead like that. I don't get my ears. My ears don't get plugged for that. But like, anyway, I fucking it's what I digress. He does. It's Tom Sizemore. He does. He job. does that. It's While so Cuba good. Gooding Jr. is just saving everyone on that ship because I needed you like this movie needed way more Cuba Gooding Jr. He's way better than Ben Affleck. Oh, he was way fucking better. Anyway, I fucking digress. I I had an upbringing very similar to that type yeah, of no, an atmosphere. Exactly, I, was that the? Exactly. Oh, I told you, fucking Little House on the Prairie. I had that whole fucking tirade. Yeah, yeah, like, no, we know. Mine, mine's what? a mirror image of that with just different TV shows. Yeah, you can watch the Rugrats, but you can't watch something else. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was funny that you know, of course, when they go into the store when we first get. Again, speaking of full frontal, we get a first taste of Kirsten Dunst and her family, the Fimples, by the way. Um, I thought it was very interesting when the kid walks in, he's like, oh, this, this is, I want to go to Toy World or whatever. And it's like, nope, I'm taking you to whatever the fuck is here, you know, learning toys and shit like that. Um, it was just a very the inner was, child, the inner, the inner fucking <laughs> child. That sounds like a psychiatrist for troubled adults. That is yeah, not somewhere where you want to buy fucking toys. <laughs> that one's not good. Toy World's way juicier. Fucking KB Toys, bro. You know, I mean, Toys R Us. Like, we had our go-tos. So it's, I don't know. I, I just, I liked how they built that into the backbone of the movie where you have that realistic look at the two types of parents. You have the parents that spoil wide the fuck open their children. You know, they wreak havoc on their neighbor's foliage. They buy all of the things. They have the satellite dishes and the surround sound and the fucking crazy ass, you know, above deck mowers and all that shit. But then you have the struggling small business, crude uh, businessmen and strict parents of the Abernathy's that that was too real for me growing up is too fucking real. 
Agreed for me. Probably not for Joey. <laughs> no. <laughs> there were any other sequences or something, Joey, you wanted to get in that we didn't yet or lines or whatnot? Because I know Lou has a has a slew, a Lou slew. I mean, I love that whole like end sequence of the movie where it's like the big battle, you know, in the when Alan's climbing the the power yeah, line or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But even like before that, when Action, they're like just bro. bringing in like, when they're doing the whole chase thing too, you know, to the house. Or oh whatever. yeah, there there's a chase like, scene. Yeah, they blow down like a tree and a power line and shit. Dude, there's and an then, awesome chase scene in this movie. That's how they all die, right? They all die except for Chip, and then he has yeah, that they go off the cliff. Legendary yeah, moment. When and then you have him. that, dude. It's have the so e. comical. Moped. The way the moped flies is almost like ET's bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So much homage. Yeah, that dude, part is great. Doesn't he like see himself and then he's like, "We've lost the battle, but we will not lose the war." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this so is the worst good. Tommy Lee Jones That's impression classic, to dude. ever exist. I wasn't even. <laughs> I was doing Army Guy. I was doing General Patton at that point. Actually, that wasn't even Tommy Lee Jones. Just ignore my impression. Even like the rise of the Gorgons, you know what I mean? Where they're like, no, we have to fight back now. It's like they was, finally pretty, evolve. Yeah. yeah, they finally evolved. Like that was pretty that was pretty cool. Like that, that dude slam fist like looks yeah. at his fist and realized like, oh, I should be made for combat. I was like, this is I, my kind of hilarious. Yeah, it's an entire weapon. Like, on these, guys one are hand. Like, these guys are like armed to the teeth, but they're like so like humane, basically, you know, they're like pacifists. It seems they like. like at the start, at least. You at, know, yeah, at the start, they seem like past. I, I think like that was the, the, I think that was David Cross's intention. Or, yes, Erwin's uh, intention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> In movie world, let me get that right. Not actual yeah. Mr. Show, Dave and Bob, David Cross. But even like the like the Noriega style, like intimidation torture tactic. You know what I mean? Like that shit's pretty dope. Like it they, they took a lot of stuff and they put they threw a lot in that little. They tie up the multiple humans. Yeah, multiple times. Dude, yeah. they 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 record a video. They use they, a they, yeah, they have a like hostage video. Yes. they have a hostage video. <laughs> what is That's coming out of those the, toasters? Dude, CDs. Videos, the, the dude, it's flaming CDs, dude. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Dude, Are you the, with me? So the so the hostage video is like all over the place, dude. Like, dude, the hostage video under no duress. <laughs> yeah, right. Ow. Stick to the script. Dude, <laughs> Smile for the great. camera. <laughs> that shit's dude. Great, there's dude. there's so many of those little like off screen like ADR add-ins of both sides of like the crew on the Gorgonites and the Commando Elite. The we we don't have enough time to mention any of those things. That's I the think, watch this watch this movie and put the subtitles on. Like, I think that's, that's an I think honestly that's another not the thing that makes this movie but... so great is those subtle jokes that are made, you know? Like in the background. And it's all the it's all the characters just doing like voiceover stuff too though. You yeah, know exactly. They're just they're in a booth. <laughs> They're just having fun. They're just having fun winging it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's like, okay, this is what's happening, and go. I wonder how things. many of those like outside lines, you know, that aren't like the main, you know, lines of the movie. I wonder how many of those are like literally just improvised. 
That's what I was saying about the script. Dude, probably there, there a ton wasn't of probably them. a ton for all of those guys, especially the Spinal Tap crew. Yeah, like, that's what they that's what they do. Yeah, that's their whole thing. Is they're just like quick witted, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it seems like everything is so improvised in like lots of Christopher Guest movies, you know. But also very like there's a point here, awkward comedy, <laughs> subtle yeah. awkward comedy. <laughs> but like uh like quiet you know they're british so oh we're very composed but we're not outlandish it's just funny the number well, 11 is like, one after 10 so it's funny anyway that so well speak shit. speaking <laughs> of speaking of the voiceovers i'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because you know one of the things i was thinking about is outside of the commando elite at large i would almost argue that Christina Ricci as like the various Gwendy doll voiceovers, uh, just based on the sheer number of Gwendy dolls, she might have so arguably the most amount of lines within reason. And I'm saying in proportion to Tom Lee Jones and Franklin Jell, as far as Dude, the VOs are concerned, they're rapid yeah. fire and they're all one liners. Boom, boom, boom. One yeah, exactly. So it's That's... like, if you, th- it, you think about uh, that, for example, cause like you said, in, I in that Sarah big... Michelle Geller was one other voice. Um, okay doc, you so know, credited even, so basically them two doing all those voices if you even if you split those down the middle like there is so much especially like when you're in the room and you're seeing all of them together each, right because it's isn't almost that the it's, point though of gwendy isn't she like barbie so yeah they'd all have yes. the same voice because they're all the same it's just one Correct. of them works at a hotel one of them is a firefighter yes okay yeah. boom i like that i love that aspect of it they're they're kind of dishing mattel <laughs> bombshells dude so like <laughs> it's uh <laughs> barbie movie more hashtags okay oppenheimer how do we get oppenheimer in here <laughs> oh i got it i got it actually i got i got it okay give it so, to me louis vega so it's in a roundabout way going to be dealing with weaponry and or blasts of sorts oh, so true, so i have i have a theory that i kind of <laughs> wanted to run by you so when we see the commandos and basically when the OG chip hazard goes in and essentially activates all of them, they rally to attack against a singular force of Gorgonites plus their human allies. Where are the other Gorgonites? If you remember in the beginning there, they announced the production numbers and I'm pretty, it's at that press conference where you have fucking, uh, Mrs. Dennis Kegel Miller or whatever, rem- Dennis remembers- Miller. Yes. Uh, Larry's they, name. He remembers. They <laughs> give they give a number as to how many they're they're producing, and there's more Commando elites being produced than there are Gorgonites. However, let's mm-hmm. say in that warehouse there were boxes of you know 150 Gorgonites. Were they activated? Where did they go? Were they hiding? Because if you remember, the actual oh, EMP man. blast was only a short blast. So right. if you follow the that line of what, okay, oh, if you ha- if you follow <laughs> that line. The remaining Gorgonites that were in that warehouse, they're hiding because that's what they do based on their programming. So by contrast, the Gorgonites that survived the EMP blast, they were set free in the Greek trireme that hit a log and capsized in Allen's Creek. They were not the only ones that are still alive on the planet. So somewhere in in this movie world, there's some backwater berg next to a stream. There's like this weird colony of Gorgonites who are straight up just hiding and vibing together and talking about the planet. So I I, I found that theory that kind of like, where did they go? Because not the recalled ones. There's a certain I'm I'm talking the big ass warehouse that that chip. Major Chip Hazard, the one that has like the scar on his face. Remember, he goes and like yeah, rallies all of those the troops. Elite, and then he commandeers Dick Miller's vehicle. Correct. 
I'm wondering, because you know there has to be other... You wouldn't... Although there's more commandos in production, you're going to sell both of them. Unless they just weren't activated, because you know how... Think about it. Alan had to take those ones out and say the thing first, and then they activated He activated Archer. He activated Archer. And and Dick Miller activated Major Chip Hazard. So I'm wondering, though, I'm wondering, though, if in that speech, when he when Chip Hazard activates his reinforcements, if he mentions the Gorgonites and if he does mention the Gorgonites, which I'm sure we can look back at, then they would turn on because they would be activated. Correct. So that's kind of where I'm getting at. I I guess we don't know because they they, they they were not the home planet. Dude, they found Gorgon somewhere. Yeah. Without, you know, like without the internet, it's like some learning? it's like some stranded island in the Pacific Ocean. So I'm saying they didn't need no fucking Rand like, McNally to find that shit. Was, you know, uh, it was a state park somewhere. I'm pretty sure they said the real picture. Yeah, I, don't, I yeah, just, I, right. yeah. I've gotten a. Uh, I got. I just a, love the and out and beyond that. I don't know something else. That <laughs> Gorgon. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like i don't know and they're like we know <laughs> we know what's out there it's a secret <laughs> yeah um fuck i don't know why were they looking for gorgon that's the other thing were they expelled toys. from gorgon because they were fucking they were too extreme they were they destroyed the order and promoted chaos within their oh, native lands of gorgon and they were expelled whoa, whoa, whoa. and now the, the the people who retained power in gorgon enlisted the help of the commando elites to eradicate so them because they were power disruptor to gorgon so basically the gorgonites are rebels man that's the rebel alliance right there they're trying to fight against the power structure they want so, freedom that's freedom <laughs> Hey, freedom! Freedom is subjective, man. It's subjective. Freedom. I the beholder. It's be kind of it's, it's the same. It's the same concept as as the Galactic Empire in the Star Wars universe. Were they really that bad? Yes, they blew up a planet and committed genocide of literally a, on planetary scale. However, if Leia had just not lied about fucking Dantooine, they, we we might maybe Yavin never would, or maybe Alderaan never would have been blown up. We don't know. Alderaan we don't know. Is- Alder gone, dude. Oh, dude, straight Alder gone. Oh, why were the Gargons looking for Gargon if they know that's what I'm order. saying? That's my point. They were fucking expelled, bro, because they're agents of chaos, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Their, hold on, not, not even program, that deep man. in there. Not even that. I'm not even going that deep. I just mean, like, in just like a relative way, somehow they they programming, bro. They know they're, they're programmed toys. to yeah, be from that's, there, that's and, and then they AI. show up not there, so they want to get. Yeah, you to think they learn that Gargon, like that's Gorgon, Gargon, Gorgon's probably not a real hey, place. You gotta Whatever keep. You, you want to pronounce? It. They, they keep with with Gorgon with the Gorgonites. They basically, it seems like to me, they try and keep that element of like imagination. It doesn't matter if it's not fucking it real. It's yeah. it's like, yeah. and that's I think scapey dreams that maybe. <laughs> Classic well, gank. Two, two like two Mike's, two like Mike's point though, like what he was saying about the the big differences between the Gorgonites and the Commando elites. I think that's another element of their programming, but also that vastly sets them apart because they have that imagination element. They have the ability to wonder and to ask and to pursue. Whereas you know, in the same sense as like a military mind and or that line of thinking this is what it is this is our mission it's it's a fucking programming one track so it's it's interesting to me that they program that element into the gorgonites 
where that's what I'm they... thinking too, though, because when the blast happens, sure that they're like they're safe. Is it just because they're under the dish that they don't have the massive like freak out thing? Because wouldn't there be different munitions chips in them, or is it no, just no, the, no, no, the no, 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 that that plays into an accent or programming the the commando leader are going to throw themselves at the enemy until they are eradicated whereas the gorgonites know enough even though they might not know i have a chip in my head and it's susceptible to emp blasts right. they are meant to be like i'm going to operate in the shadows and fucking hide when i know yes. that i need to yeah, like exactly they learn they, it's it's that ai element They're that kicks learning. in that's like crazy Life finds Crazy. a way. But they couldn't learn. Life uh, finds a way. A real place. They couldn't have a real <laughs> place? Whoa. That state park yeah, was real. It wasn't. Yeah, that state park was real. The picture. Yeah. They used a real picture, but a fake name. It's all David Cross's fault. Just like how <laughs> everything else is also Jay Moore's fault, if we think about it. All right, we need a process chips. Yeah, state-of-the-art process chips fucking surplus of processing chips ah these ones look good like doesn't look into it at all that's also yeah just like... picks the first one he finds and then literally the credits because there's run. only one that is just that is pure plot tying back into what i'm saying without <laughs> those first five minutes of, hu- of humans being dumb shit fucking humans like we are <laughs> none of this movie would have happened yeah it's all J- it's all jay moore's fault just like what they said with ed tv not doing as good as it was supposed to do it's all jay moore mm. i'm right is that what they said it's just total joke total joke jay moore's very funny total joke <laughs> thanks jay moore jesus I, I just gotta say hot takes there hey someone recommended we do the movie go on this podcast so we might be coming back to more and more Oh, I've never seen more that before. That'd be—I've never seen I, that. I so I've be... never seen that either, to be honest. That's what me. we do. That's what we do. Interesting. Yeah. Go, Sarah Polly, and awesome. And Jay Moore, as mentioned. Thank you people. for the suggestion, human. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brecken Meyer has to be Brecken Meyer's in all those late '90s things. He has to be in it. It was a good suggestion. We might get to those. Thank you all. If you have any more suggestions, whenever we're all stumped, we go with something like that. I, this this might have not been that we just talked about Kevin Dunn for a little too much one day and that led into small soldiers being easier than a Transformers franchise that mostly sucks so here we are <laughs> and we're and we're wrapping we're wrapping everything up to get ready Lou did you get your last points or were there facts the last the, the last anything else we didn't say is the usual you guessed it go watch this movie if you haven't seen it pretty sure it's yes. on Paramount Plus oh. right now currently in this uh what is it like very early september we're recording this uh that's where it is right now don't know where it'll be after that it bounces around as we said yes. highly recommended by all of us <laughs> yes sir great so job. I, I, are... I have i have also an additional recommendation so i stumbled across this um on youtube if you go to comadran studios there is a proof of concept trailer that was released back in 2021 using the Unreal 5 engine. Um, it's called Small Soldiers War Unreal. for the Necron. And yes, Unreal 5 engine, um, which like, those gamers out there know that's, that's, a, 
it's a very very strong processing engine animation yeah. engine that's um, good so literally when that it short <laughs> it's it's lit <laughs> yeah right it's um, evolved heavily it's gotten way better that's all that's all i'm saying <laughs> it's gotten way it, better. it basically <laughs> it combines like a next gen look at using the engine the space elite i the commando elite and the necronites or the gorgonites and wow. it's a really really cool initial face-off between them they're in a toy shop um but it's it walks that line between it, it's you know, purely CGI, but they, they, do, they do such like a that, good job of the movements of the the actual, like, it still keeps that, like, toy, like, puppetry element to it. Highly awesome. recommend it. Small Soldiers, War for Necron. Check it out on YouTube. Um, the last the, the last thing I wanted to do... Do you remember the video game from PS1 when we were younger, though? Do you remember that Oh, of one? course, dude. Okay, of course. Cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah. Everyone else does. Moving on. Just wanted to make sure I played that shit. No, that and dude, the, the Burger to Burger King toys that they released for that were Burger fucking King awesome as well. Yeah, oh, um, <laughs> they uh, they, they uh, geez, you got me all like fucking Burger flustered. Uh, I do. Um, it's a subsidiary. <laughs> you help us make this podcast possible. Hell yeah, I try. I do what I can. Your um, involvement. <laughs> listen, so so the last thing I wanted to to mention more um, ads, I, more advertising. Okay, go on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I I have I have a couple. I have a couple like uh, articles that I had in their they're short and I want to, I have one anecdote that I want to share with you before we move is into the fact. Is it tennis Be world uh, weekly? It is not tennis world <laughs> weekly. This was actually from 2009 Chicago reader. It was an interview with Joe Dante and he was asked about mm. kind of the puppetry behind the film. And he nice. had said, quote, we were planning on using a lot of Stan Winton's puppet Winston's puppets. He had made some very elaborate puppets that could do a lot of things. But in practice, we found it was much simpler and cheaper to let CGI people do the work after we shot the scenes. So I'd say it's one third puppetry. If you want to give numbers to this, it's one third puppetry and the rest CGI and small soldiers, mm -hmm. even though the original idea out of the gates was to do mostly puppets. Now, to give some context to that, there were 23 onset puppeteers that were used to control both the Gorgonites and the Commando Elite. So that's crazy to me. Now, think of this stat for a moment. Blade from the original Puppet Master series, the original installment, required five puppeteers alone just to move. <laughs> now, compare that to Audrey 2 in Little Shop of Horrors during the Mean Green Monster scene. That required mm. 51 puppeteers when everything was working. Small scale to large scale to massive scale. Fuck I fucking me. love puppet movies, dude. You I got love the fucking puppet Jurassic movies. Park numbers on that? I, that dude, I, I, I don't even... And I'm sure it's insane. Team doing gigantic puppetry, and then here they're like, it was like we were kids again playing with action figures. It was like a breath of fresh air going from shit like that <laughs> into the. But also, as we know, specifically Jurassic Park's like '93 Steven Spielberg's one, uh, the most groundbreaking of them all when it comes to CGI, mm -hmm. and especially oh, yeah. still and still with that blend of practical and cg just like the velociraptors alone in some of those yeah, scenes dude. like that's as good as it gets and that's why when we do these movies like the boom of that like like tick up there on the chart for me is 93 when we talk about effects and it's like well jurassic park happened so this being whatever isn't actually that crazy and it's like yeah you know at the time the 90s were still struggling but like you know peter jackson's the frighteners came out mm -hmm. and that's some amazing stuff that clearly led into him then getting the helm of like the next biggest boom 
of CGI stuff in the early 2000s, which is, you know, horror always has to be involved. And Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was involved in that. It's just like, it's a gateway into all those other great things. And Stan Winston, like, doing everything else that he's done and the teams that he's worked for. Thank you. Thank you for the inclusion. I think he's worked with Joe Dante before. Am I wrong? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. Probably was real easy. And then, of course, ILM is the CG company that most people know Mm -hmm. that make things fucking insane. So, like, yeah, maybe this isn't Jurassic Park from what we're seeing, but there still is... Like, it's cutting it, edge technology fused edge. with it's, like it's on the road analog, of advancement. Right? Yeah, yeah, movie, dude. You know, I love practical effects shit. and yeah. shit like that from this time, man. Is that just like because I was fucking six back then? Like I still, even if it was like true romance, I don't know. That technic- I wasn't alive for that technically. I still love watching something like that. You know, is mm. that what it is? Is it all just Could nostalgia, be. or is it that uh, perfect time? Man. So. The, the last Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I need answers. I don't know what I'm thinking. No, go on, go on, Lou. I I saw that one fact as well. So yes, that is. I had. I wanted. I wanted to put that in perspective with some of these other films too, and not even mentioning the Jurassic Park element, but it just it feeds into why I'm so interested and in, uh, infatuated with puppet films. Um, so the I, I found one more thing, and I think this will curtail nicely into like kind of the stats and or the factoid section. So in a 2016 interview with Joe Dante, um, PsychotronicCinema.com, the uh, the interviewer had asked, "How hard is it to get the right balancing act when putting a lot of over political subtext into what is basically a kids film?" And Joe Dante replied, "Quote: Small Soldiers is an example of a movie that the studio could never decide who the audience was." When we started, it was supposed to be an edgy movie for teenagers. And by the time we were finished, it was supposed to be a preteen movie that had toe-ins with toy companies and hamburger companies. And there was never any decision on the part of anybody as to what kind of movie it was. So it was up to me to make it into a movie that I thought was an entity of its own and had a reason for being and a point and would still play well to both kids and adults. Probably, hence, not only the rating stuff, but also certain decisions that were made in casting as far as voices are concerned. We need this to appeal to both the young audience and the adults that are being forced to go and watch this. Is there enough swearing? Are the, the whole bombshell Isn't sequence of the commando funny? elites? The, the commando elites are talking about fucking dolls, female yeah. dolls. Yeah. Can we go in a little R&R and do it? It pans to a bed. Fully posable. Like, dude, yeah. that is... Oh, they're that talking is, about fucking these dolls, like. Yeah. But it was yeah. also it's reanimation. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's also they reanimation. Fuck reanimated, Whoa. right? Or, or just a- is it just animated because they never were before? Oh my god, inanimate so, objects in animation. Got it. On. So, so I I, I wanted <laughs> to mention animation, those two right? things where it, it talks about. So we can confirm based on Joe Dante, circa twenty two thousand nine, the original out of the gates concept of this movie was to be predominantly puppet driven no cgi and like most films and like the kind of the the lean with hollywood as we've seen in the last i would almost argue 15 20 20 years now almost oh, just cgi I mean, just CGI. cgi it's cheaper it's easy oh, yeah, cheaper easy yeah and this what ends up 70 percent that and then 30 puppetry yeah basically yeah uh, so yeah, well, one third, so thirty-three percent, and then sixty. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, thirty-three. But still, but still, the, the lion, <laughs> the lion share of the movie is CGI, and it's it's a shame. I would have loved to have seen a rough cut of this 
where it is the opposite. Yeah. It's a 66% yeah. puppet driven and 30 or whatever, 66 oh, and 33 I repeated. I like I would like, love to see that. It'd be like the climax stuff is really the only CG and maybe the bike, you know, the chase scene. Well, the stuff. scale, it's the scaling a lot too. Of the ending, yeah. Cause it's like all the things that don't have to specifically be like, we can't make them run was the big thing, you know, once they well, the busting out of boxes, for example, they probably yeah. could have done do that? that with pop. I mean, oh, if, if I'm you so sick of people getting shampoo and think they can look like Celine Dion after one skirt <laughs> or whatever the hell he says, it's, it's dude again, that five minutes sets up everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the laid entire... out. It's laid out right there. <laughs> so is, no, though, so I want... from, what, from what we're saying right now, at least though, that is, like oh, he Dennis wants is... what what if they were real, you know? He poses that question and it's like a horror movie cold open suddenly. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, well, now they have to be real. And I saw the trailer for this, so I know what's gonna <laughs> You know, you know what's gonna happen though. Yeah, chock full of nuts, dude. Nutty. All right, I so that that's all I had to say. Those are the things I want to share with you. A bit about what they dealt with as far as like kind of the struggles that Joe Dante had to deal with from a writing and packaging standpoint, and then the it's uh true. The CGI versus uh, puppetry and the rethinking, re-strategizing. Isn't, isn't that crazy, though, with, like, the, the rating, like, the back of, like, Joe Dante in an interview being like, yeah, so nobody actually in charge of this could make up their fucking mind. So I had to, like, that, so, that sounds kind of stressful. You know, like, okay, I guess I'll, but, but maybe it's just we trust this dude, it's Joe Dante. I think that's probably no, some of it where it's like. Maybe it's just totally fine. He's like, all right, I'll decide for you fucks. <laughs> Well, the other thing too, the other thing too, what I would put in Joe Dante's corner is the fact that like he's worked enough films at this juncture, at this point in his career, where he basically has probably dealt with a lot. He's worked with big studios, so he's dealt with a lot of the back and forth and the indecisive opinions as to where to go with the thing. They probably, to your point, Mike, they probably just trusted him. Like it's in his hands. He knows now what kind of the grade. The, the blurred lines of the rules are he'll right. he'll make it work he'll make this work yeah that seems like that's what it's got to be and that's factual stuff which leads into more factual stuff that i found <laughs> while that was while those were some things um maybe some things i'd say were like an easter egg would be how when they were doing the as i called it whatever reanimating in animation gwendy process the the theme music is the bride of frankenstein from 1935 wink 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 nudge nudge along you know what i mean along with you know what i mean major chip hazard having his uh you know amalgamation of big speeches lines just pieced Mm. together hilariously enough was (laughs) still music behind that with the puzzle american flag is the music from Patton which is yep. done by Jerry Goldsmith, who scored this film, Small Soldiers. So, hey, ah. he, this guy did it. He's got the rights to it. Let's just, yep, slide it on in A. Yep, nice and <laughs> super easy. It makes sense. But then another one is the horror movie when they're watching uh, wrestling and then change the channel by accident. And it's just, is, is that one of your friends? Because they got one eye or something. I believe mm. it was uh, what they said, a movie called The Crawling Eye from 1958. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, Ocula got real into that. I know, like classic Joe Dante, like kind of like old school, you know, Hollywood horror kind of stuff getting thrown mm. in there. 
And for all who don't know, I've, I'm sure you've heard it though. The name Gizmo was mentioned yeah, oh, a couple yeah. times in this movie. There is a little Gizmo toy in the dumpster when Alan finds the Gorgonites in there, oh, right next it. to when Oculus sticks his head out. It's like tinier than his head, though. Oh, yeah. So it, like, it's interesting. interesting. But exactly, that's why I was like, this is part of the Easter egg part because that really was like it's there. It's not just the password for numbnuts and dim duts. You know, it was good. It was good shit. Uh, another one that I found funny. If anyone, there's got to look it up. There's some great taglines for this movie, but the one still always makes me laugh that is probably on the poster, at least on like IMDb or almost everywhere. It's the half silhouettes of the commando elite there. And just in bigger letters than even small soldiers, it says above their heads, big movie. <laughs> so the tagline is if it's like in a world where microchips from the US government get implanted in children toys this will happen in your neighborhood and then the end of it is like they're small they're angry they're in a big movie small soldiers so it's good like, big movie small soldiers my god this is the 90s so ridiculous which also uh I found ridiculous, but not that far-fetched, is uh, someone we've mentioned before, specifically in our Platoon episode, Captain and Military Advisor Dale Dye, who's one of his first credits was Platoon, was also the Military Advisor on this film, not like that of which, you know, the other, every other film involving a military between this one and Platoon. It's him. He's on all of them. And he's in this no one shit. to advise militariness for dolls <laughs> and, no accuracy, and accuracy for non-human things. <laughs> Might be a first for Dale Die. Yeah, he was credited. I saw that. I saw it rolling there and I was like, I love that shit. And, so, uh, I, dude, I recognize that name immediately as soon as you mentioned it. And then you're like, yeah, he got his first credit in Platoon. It's like, oh, no shit. They, like, so for, they really like first or second. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Captain Dale Die, the legend himself. That's amazing. So we also talked a lot about Stan Winston. But there's one little thing in here that I found specifically on the special features of this little DVD here, Small Soldiers. Yee-hoo! And there's a section called Production Notes. And it just kind of gives oh you like a... Overall, right yeah, I'm not going to read like the whole thing. Dick. <laughs> no, I'm saying that like, no, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> Buckle up your seatbelts for this one, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's uh, it's some cool shit involving Stan Winston and these little uh, thingamabobbers that had to be created. So for the the process of getting these, you know, the practical effects side of these Gorgonites and Commando elites down led to Stan Winston having uh, many talk-throughs with the company Hasbro. Believe it or not, in case you didn't know that. They found mm-hmm. out what it really takes to make a great toy, make it stand out on the shelf. We learned how the joints of the toys work, all the mechanics that go into them. The whole thing was an education. And we hoped to create a toy line that was extremely successful for Hasbro. In fact, Ultimately, sales for the Small Soldiers toys outperformed the movie. Oh, boy. (laughs) 
Oh boy. Lou's playing oh boy. Lou's playing the fucking whose line is an A-Ware game where he can only say two things. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan huh. Styles up in this bench. But one of the fun things also from Stan Winston's process is the they had to go from action figures to animatronics. And the process begins with a story conferencing among him and his whole team. And then artists illustrate these characters, the Gorgonites and the Commando Elite, drawing. And then exact replicas are sculpted and then cast in plastic. That's what you're getting at, you know. They kind of have something similar in that opening sequence after, after Jay Moore fucks the world. You know, something like that happens. But as I love to say, just like in Wallace and Gromit, one ton of urethane made 237 small soldiers. So we got 237 of the Gorgonites and Commando Elites that you see. I'm sure that it's like there's five to ten whatever versions of each specific one. And they all do something different. Well, no. They don't all do something different. But, you know, in the movie, in the movie, as you see, they all do something different. But for each of those characters of Gorgonites or Commando Elites, there are four separate puppets created that all they all have different functions, which I'm going to say now, obviously, in the production notes, there was a stunt version which could be thrown around without fear of damaging delicate controls. Then there was a walking version that was controlled with external rods that were later removed digitally. So, you know, the little green rods or yeah. something like that. <clears throat> some Frank Oz shit, some classic puppetry. But there's also a cable-actuated version which was manipulated by external radio controls and a self-contained version loaded with internal servo circuit boards and batteries that was also radio controlled. That's fucking nuts. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. And the shit could perform without external cables or rods. So that's like, that's the moneymaker one right there is what I'm assuming out of four of them though. And so I'm not even sure what the rest of this is here, but it goes into, in addition to the Gorgonites Commandos, Winston's team created the mutant Gwendy dolls, the once pretty girl dolls that the Commandos transform into (laughs) reinforcement. It's like, you know, so they do all that, and then ILM comes in to make the blend between special and practical flawless, as some might say. But it was instrument, ILM's work was instrumental in characterizing the puppets and brought the magic to the movie movie magic as we say that's what producer colin wilson colin wilson said about this shit and that's just a, and that's just only say a dvd you might not have found that whole apes worth of things that i said there but there's another really great thing here i don't know if it was just the behind the scenes there's also a cast and crew button here but there's an entire like one to two minute bit that the entire cast and crew is on is like is in on for major chip hazard being a real person having a role in this movie and being a total diva acting in this film they just they're like really? yeah he's he's like he says something like women will want me and men will want to be me and he's just like sitting in his like actor chair and then it goes to like all like some of the people behind the scenes and then a bunch of actors you know and like one of the moms, I forget if it was Wendy Shaw or Ann Magnuson, one of them's just like, oh, Chip came on the set and, and like she starts like touching her hair, you know, it's just like, and I just saw him and, and I knew like that's a real man or something. And there's, <laughs> they're all in on this ridiculous bit 
And it's like, and then, you know, Kirsten Dunst or Gregory Smith says something like, oh, yeah, like every time they yelled cut, everyone just catered right to him like, oh, Major Chapazzer, do you need anything? Like everyone was at his hands and knees constantly. He is such a star of this movie. What like that for no reason they're doing like a featurette like that. Oh, in the late, that's in awesome. the late 90s. It's just I like cute. That. That's awesome. It's just it's cute. It's very funny though, and really does put Tommy Lee at the top, like we were kind of saying overall. So that's really all I got. There's a lot of other things you can look up, and a lot of other things we probably, uh, you know, just segued out of too quickly by accident. But watch this; it's a great yeah. one. Watch it. Hundred percent. Find out more crazy things after you watch it, or while you watch it. Make draw yeah. your own conclusions. Choose a side and know that there will be no mercy no matter what that side is. Just like Lou's whole terrible Trump like culty take that he had earlier. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> it's, a it's a it's a yoke. It's a yoke. I know, I know, I know. I think they well, all I think I think they all know, but at this point it's like, yeah, let me not put anybody to the likeness of Trump. <laughs> no. Leader extraordinaire while he's on the news right now. Let's just get right into it then, because we, we we had a standstill on a couple episodes, I feel like, or the last one, where you guys are just too good at this. And I need to know, to get a person to start the real game, who, Bring it on. who would come out on top of the weird algorithm of small soldiers? Who is currently the most popular poison? Assuming y'all aren't going to choose the same person. Do you want us to do this in order yeah, or is it just like, first come first serve? Dude, just just don't say the same person. So if you got an idea, you better say it quicker than the other I'm going to say Kirsten Dunst. He, 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 did, he said something. I'm going to go with Tommy Lee Jones. All right. Actively, do, even though you now heard each other's answers, do you want to change? Uh, No. No, I'm good. All right, we're just going to do closest to the top, which is Kirsten Dunst in second nice. place, Tommy Lee Jones, fourth place. Lots of people. And if Lou's got the right headspace now to battle toe to toe. Dude, I am. I've, the headspace is, is been secured. Uh, no, dude, I was in like, <laughs> oh, I was what? in like straight up just loading fucking purgatory there for a second. Oh, yeah, um, it's all good. But, uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's fucking do it to it. You're going down, time bitch. Time in purgatory has uh, ended. It's on. It's on, motherfucker. You're in the gauntlet now. And as we've done before uh, in many episodes, not even any specific ones I can think of mentioning, though, we've we've talked we've talked about films that other people in this movie are involved in and how many different people and such and such. Very similar yet different types mm-hmm. of trivia games here. For this one, we're going to go back to a classic one of how many people are in films. So, wow. we did Small Soldiers. Couple, uh, couple, you know, two tree recognizable names in this film. This maybe going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> did Peter Griffin just enter the chat? <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be hard. Oh shit, Brian! <laughs> well, well, you got this. You got this coming for you, my my dear boyo Watson. Uh, everybody, everyone involved is in this film, Small Soldiers. You know, mm. got to do something like that as I try to cater it around all the time. Doesn't make it too difficult, but we got a person who's going to go first. So we're going to go round for round. I'm going to name a movie 
how many people in small soldiers are also in said movie per round you got we've done it it's been a minute you don't need to name names though you need to name numbers numbers okay. and names are different things okay yes for those out there they both start with n so it's you can get confusing i know but numbers and names are different things if you want to be bonus points and show off every now and then sure <laughs> whatever i just need a fucking number guy and the number is going to be between one and 10. That's all I'm saying. There's no zeros. There's no every 40. single. I'm not going to say, okay, the movie's <laughs> small soldiers. And then you have to guess that there's like 75 people credited or whatever. No, it's Fuck. not going <laughs> to. It's always going to be one and possibly not double digits. So let's say one through nine. How about that? Okay. Go Eight or nine options. However, that many of that pans out to be Lou, you, um, gracefully squeezed ahead in the weird algorithm preliminary game so the first round delightfully falls to you chap wonderful do you know who from small soldiers if more many people but how many also in small soldiers start in the film though you might have heard of marked for death oh um, I am going to go recently I'm, in the noggin. Yes, yes, recently <laughs> in the noggin. I am going refer to, back to two episodes ago, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, for those who are wondering what the fuck we're talking about, one of the summer choices. How many? I am going. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with two. So we got numero uno's vote of number two, Joey. You can't choose two. I can't choose two. There's other numbers besides two, though. Oh, man. I don't know the, all the other numbers. Let's go with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, try, uh, let's try three. So we got a two from and a Lou. Three. And a three from a Joey. Oh, wow. That worked. That was surprising. <laughs> yeah, that I works. mean, it, wor- it works out that way, but it works out with nobody getting points because there was actually... Only one person. It was one. I wasn't. Soldiers. Yeah, I know. I know. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's the fucking game. <laughs> it's the game. It's it's who you're thinking of. It's Mr. Dad Extraordinaire, Kevin Dunn. Mm. Part of me, part of me was wondering. Hey, if... Steven Seagal, we gotta get you back on this case here. Hey, see, hey. That well, was part of me was thinking the sec- the second person was either gonna be Jim Brown, who's like Butch Meathook, as like kind of like right. a random background, or I was exactly. also going st- stalwart fucking Dick Miller. Like, yeah, Dick Miller. Did he have anything. a small role in this where he plays someone named fucking Dick right. or Joe so, or Joe. Buck or <laughs> you know, John Carpenter? Sure. It, it, Wes, there you go. Craven, Sam, Raimi. That's their name. Yeah, you know the homage aspect there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. No, okay, just, 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 just the one, just but, KD. But yes, exactly. There's gonna be there's gonna be no Joe Dante or anything in here. There might be somebody that's uncredited that will get you in a certain film. But if they're listed on IMDb as my you know number one way to go by when it comes to rules or regulations or whatever in this trivia, that's what it is. So there might be an uncredited that you're, but not every round. Okay, so <laughs> all right, goose eggs for both you bitches. Market town. <laughs> Joey, the first guess for this round. Round two goes to you. Not Ooh. Ooh. Rhyming's hard, guys. Yeah. So, 
the movie <laughs> in which there's there's people from Small Soldiers also starring in this one, Joey. The title is This Is Spinal Tap. Ooh, let's go. Cool. You got a number. Ooh, four. A good round number. Is it? I don't know. You wait. wait. Did is it? Did you guess four? Four. Four to you, four? Ho, you whore. I'm, that's four? rude. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. Four. <laughs> Thor, like the the Norse god no, no, no. of thunder. No, like uh, like watch your head. Like I'm, you just I'm like golf. The golf ball. Oh, you're golfing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't be a dick. Call it out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lou. You can't choose four, but there's okay. a, other numbers. Who? Who? How many? Some small soldiers are in spot. There, there are other numbers. I'm going to go. I'm going to just go with two. What are the, the you know? Do you have any specifics? You guys, you you might have no. seen that movie. I have. Seen I do that movie, but I don't have any specifics. <laughs> oh no, dude! Th- I got three. Can I change my fucking? <laughs> can I change my goddamn answer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm cool. It's it is called your goddamn answer because you already goddamn fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> So no, you can't now change it to the correct answer. That's why I was leading into the epilogue of the question. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's right. Goose <laughs> eggs, goose eggs around the board. That's why I was asking. Like you guys just answered. Did you think about it first? I tried to. Well, Not the three. Really. All right. Well, the, <laughs> due it's to, a power trio. Due to spontaneous combustion, the power trio. Of leading all of y'all to still receive goose eggs. Yeah, Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, Harry Shearer. The three Gorgonites mm. are also the three, the basically the members of Spinal Tap that everyone knows. They've had so many drummers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <What is it? laughs> Too many random internal combustions occurring. Is, yeah, that's always the one <laughs> I remember specifically. One of them got like, he died, hit, by, hit by a truck. He died in a bizarre gardening accident. Yeah, bizarre gardening <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so so movie. so maybe we'll get points on the board but i don't know about this next one uh so lou you're leading it off with movie unrelated to absolutely anything here it's called the burbs oh boy <laughs> you ever i mean you've seen it the burbs i have Bur- um, burbs, go watch hmm. the burbs right now if y'all want some early dude i even Tom watched Hanks that i, I watched Opinia. that recently too Holy it's a good shit. one yeah. So, so, so probably uh, you got a number, Lou. I do. I do have an. I have a number on my mind. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two. We got two for Lou. Nice. Thanks for the assist on the rhyme there, Lou. And Joey. <laughs> it's what I get, do. You got a blowy. <laughs> We're on to the next verse. I don't know what you're gonna. Uh, not let's two. Try, let's try three. Just don't say two. Okay, you said three. That's different than two, as far as I know. It's going to blow your mind when I say there's five. Holy five? Man. Who are you thinking of, gents? Uh, well, Just to prolong um, our episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, Anyone do you have any answers or was it just like, I, yeah, I do, I do, Joe, no, no, no. The Burbs is a Joe Dante movie, so it's like it's, a guarantee yeah. that there's some people involved in it. So, who... so I was lobbying for the one and only Dick Miller being in that film. Yeah, Logically um, enough. Logically to. There's I was one. also I was also going to guess George Kennedy. There is no two, no George Kennedy. There's no George Kennedy. Okay. No George Kennedy. Who did you think, Joey? Was it Dick Miller? Presumably. Yeah. 
Anyone else? No, Do you remember? Really. No. Well, <laughs> only because of a main family of characters are Bruce Dern and um, Wendy Shaw. They're the neighbors. Oh, Fucking yeah. Bruce Dern. That yep. so that, so that's skeletal three. looking motherfucker. He was younger back then in the 80s, but yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Famously fathered to Laura Dern, Jurassic Park mm-hmm. reference. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, though, that, of course, Dick Miller pops up. Yeah. Other Garbage Men was, uh, I believe it was like Robert Picardo. He's the he's the the internal guy that um, Larry and Irwin go to see. Is he the dude sneezes. that sneezes? Like I knew you need to know that one. Uh, Robert Picardo. Robert Picardo. That was gross, by the way. There, yeah, it was gross. Sneezing in his fucking face shield and that, like, like obviously you can't do anything his about it. But mentioned... I'd be like, sorry, I have to go clean this. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They keep going. Through Ooh, the scene. that's really good. I wonder if he really did that and that was improvised. You know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, his his myself. little name is his name's on the screen when Dave Cross is like you ordered chips from the munitions department it says like ralph whatever so <laughs> it does make sense of how they find him and whatnot but he's there's the two garbage men and that's him him and dick miller are the garbage mm. men and then rance howard is credited as being in it as well because it's fucking rance howard so why would i lie about rance howard <laughs> being Ring in it. anything yeah it's like he's the boys you know him and his sons that might have been involved in hollywood Clinton Ron. I don't know if you've heard. Not one name. It's two people. Anywho, you guys suck at this game. Yeah, or bad. Yeah, I, bad. I told you. I told you, dude. I'm gonna be pretty bad at this one. <laughs> Joey, it's back to you, my man. We're, we're oh bad. god, damn it! <laughs> I try. I try so hard to have like the like Doug Benson like sourness to it, but every time I make fun of you guys, I just end up laughing usually. Like, I, got dude, dude, pocket, I got one in the pocket, dude. I got one in the pocket. I got one in the pocket here. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll show up eventually, Lou. And you better, you better know that there's going to be a twist to it, motherfucker. But for now, who's, who did we, who went first? Son of a bitch. Who? Joey. I went, I went first. Anyway. It's Joey's turn. Joey, it's, it's round four. I know what I'm doing here. I've done this before. Before round four, Joey, never heard of this movie in your life, but you got to do a round four, unfortunately. The movie, some people might have been involved in with Small Soldiers as well, is titled Rock and Roll High School. Don't know how far. What movie? I've never seen that movie before. Yeah, we've never never heard of it. it. Dude. Ladies and gentlemen, this is like episode 10, maybe, that you need to refer back to. (laughs) Joey's Um, fourth choice ever, I think. Is there three people in this movie? In Joey's going for the number three, which is more than one or two, but it less is. than four. It is less than four. It's also less than nine. You're good, dude. You're good at numbers. I'm, I'm really trying, man. It took me a but... long time. <laughs> <laughs> I got my grade seven. I got my grade Rick? ten. <laughs> grade ten. Yeah. Rick, all right, Ricky. What is? What do you got, Julian? So you guess how many did you guess, Joey? I guess, I guess I'm three. bubbles. You guess three? Yeah. Yeah, he gets three people in Rocket <laughs> What's the fucking? Why is he motorboating us? No, I'm just like, all right. Um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna Another go with number. Fucking one. The, the points have suddenly came down Lou to bless. <laughs> to bless Lou and only Lou, and yeah. our, our angry mob leader. 
extraordinary <laughs> dick miller we, of course well, yeah dude exactly we had to okay remember how like joe dante was the secret di- second director of this alan arkish film rock and roll high school though we only talked yeah. about it two and a half years ago guys so fucking jesus come yeah, on stuff kind of tends to slip my mind sometimes i know right I know. like, <laughs> like my memory's any better what a joke but <laughs> dude you nailed it that was it seems like maybe there'd be some other people in there but no pj souls was in halloween and stripes not small soldiers eh, but I agree. hey there's another round we got a couple more rounds here let's see who squeezes into more point land. Lou right now is winning one nothing, but I believe Joey is up first. No, it's Lou up next. No, it's me. Okay, I believe we'll fix it in post. Never mind. Not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> not enough time. <laughs> the opposite of what I said two seconds ago. <laughs> All right, Lou. Right. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> um. Hey. Here's a movie that you know better than any other movie in the world. It's National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. How many people? Oh, my are- God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it, hey, I think, I think that was also in the 90s. Fuck off with that negativity, guys. No, no, no. It's not negativity. It's not negativity. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I am going to guess. Mike went real deep into the categories this time, boys. He did. I like it. Um. I'm going to go. Don't think of Tim Curry. Not Emilio Estevez. Not Sam Jackson. Other people. Other people. Other people. I'm going to guess. It's a lot of people. I'm going to stick with two. Whoopee. Waka waka. Goldberg is also in that movie. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, so Joey, anything besides two, I guess. Um, One. Right? That's how the game works. One. Loaded weapon. That is. Yeah. Not loaded weapon two. Uh. Oh. I don't know why Lou said that. It's Loaded Weapon 1. Is that what you said, Joey? 1? One? 1. You e. like this? Is this a one. worthy enough bit to chew up 10 seconds of this podcast? <laughs> like we need to chew up any more time. Jeez, yeah, chewing up the game section. <laughs> we're going to have to chew it up with 2 for Lou. And it rhymes Jesus like it's Christ. right on times. I got nothing. I believe it's the lovely Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. pooping up as mm-hmm. well as well as uh i think dennis leary dio dio i believe i believe he has a very funny name something uh yeah no i i know i know it i just don't have all the things right in front of me here but there is like a there's like a nice cast and crew like special features thing it only lists like seven people but then of course after it gives you a blurb on like people it lists like all of the movies they've been in so you know for gregory smith it lists like five movies and then there's a lot more for other people and it does have both of those on there for dennis leary and phil hartman so as i was just looking through as that i was like oh i guess i gotta do loaded weapon one as a category (laughs) there's so many people there are so many people in that though john lovitz john lovitz just to name one of the other 50 so samuel l sammy l's baby making it through he i think he came out alive of that movie good for him doesn't do well <laughs> i guess ain't no deep blue sea ain't no deep blue motherfucking sea ain't no kingsman bitch but we got a <laughs> we got a two for lou it's nuts joey you should get a Shit, point dude. i'm trying you try to are you the first i'm one? gonna guess I'm... nine is what no he is a first it Wait. is his turn 
don't do that. <laughs> it's never gonna be nine. That's his turn. That's his I just, turn. I need to put a roof on this motherfucking house here, bitches. Like that's all I was. I was just trying to help you guys a little bit. I don't know. Answer one all day, every day. I don't. It's not none, and it's not ten. I don't know what else you want. But if you're up first, Joey. Yeah. Let's hey. See what it is. The most classic of all the classics for this is the movie uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, my yes! God, dude. I Holy almost fuck. didn't laugh. I almost didn't laugh. Bonus points if you know which trailer park boy is it. I'm just kidding. No bonus I points. I do. <laughs> no, you do. I love that scene. It's the best scene in the it's movie. It's so right? funny. Isn't he the one that's in yeah. There? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah he gets his head chopped off with the yeah, fucking in car the fucking and he's sitting manhole. in the manhole. He's in the yeah. manhole. That's one of the best oh, scenes. That's a great so scene. So awesome. I'm gonna feel, so, feel stupid. If, how many yeah. people are, are in the Rucker Howard classic? Fuck, dude. Is there is there two people? Or is there if, 19? I, did, 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 uh... <laughs> no, going, you have the two. confines of the numbers. Think about it. Rob Wells wasn't in this movie, so there's one down. <sighs> I said uh, Rutger Hauer. I'm like cheating for you guys. I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna go. My heart. It's been a minute since I've seen this movie. I but... know, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> We've seen over with a shotgun. Oh my god! Everyone dude. else out there is looking this up. Who the fuck is Rutger Hauer? They're like, what? I've never seen Blade Runner. Um, I'm gonna right, go. Okay, thank you. There you go. Now they're like, oh, okay. Now I can. Yeah. Now the I most iconic. The the most iconic dialogue about cheers in the fucking rain like get yeah, the fuck out of here that's probably um, his number one in this top four along with something from 1969 yeah right um what do you got joey's got two uh, two joey's got two i'm gonna go with the, the one uno mas uno mas para louis vega so we got a two for joey who's the one who's the two what do you guys dude what, it's david duchovny's child Dude, Lou yeah. gets a point. It's the one other movie Gregory Smith was in. Way to yeah. go. You remembered Slick. Fucking yep. Slick. I remember. Dude, the, those thing. fucking the brothers, like, those are like brothers. coked out brothers. Yeah, dude, yeah, they with make the white the suits and shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, they're oh, man, pretty good. So gonna, awesome. I think after this, I'm going to try to watch Hobo with a Shotgun. Is this streaming anywhere right now? It's still good most ways through, but Tubi, I believe it's on maybe. Tubi, yeah. I it's still good mostly. It's pretty like low budget, so anything oh, you see sure, is like cheesy fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun, and that scene with Rob Wells is really yeah. ridiculous. You don't yeah, know what's awesome. happening. The movie's called Hobo with a Shotgun. Everybody, what else do we need to fucking say, dick bags? It's All a right. magnet film. It was released, I want to say, in like 2011 or 2012. <laughs> yeah, I think. Right 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 um, it's fucking awesome. It's Almost awesome. Last writer's a strike. It seems like about a homo, a homeless, a, a homo. A, Whoa. A homo. Oh, I'm trying to say this. Hobo <laughs> with a shotgun. He cut him off with the old. Whoa. Yeah, now you, now you fucking now hey, man. suspicious. People, people stutter when saying homo sapien. Give him a break. It's acceptable. Yep. We're a it bunch of acceptable. homo sapiens. So yep. I don't know if you can catch up at this point, but we're going to do two more rounds, Joey. Hey, so who's. Hey, me. Me. Who's going okay. first in this round? I think it's Lou. Hey now, uh-huh. Lou. We mentioned this a movie ago or two. It's Big Bully. Oh shit! All right, so I Who's am in going. Big bully? Or just Big number, bully. right? The number, the number. Yeah, give me a number. 
not who, Tom Arnold, Rick Moranis, you all know it. Everyone knows it. Most famous movie ever, Number Lou. I am going to, I'm going to play safe. I'm going to stick with one, the one that I know. Somehow one's working out for this dude. Yeah, seriously. I, I should have been guessing one this whole time. Shit. Well, it's a number. <laughs> you have it's not 15. Number? I'll go with two. <laughs> it's got to be one or two, right? It's got to be one or two. Dude, maybe it's, like, maybe it's 19, 19 of them. Watch, well, probably three. Yeah, it's right? fucking David Duchovny's son again. <laughs> wow. I'm, te- I'm telling you, Lino watch. So Dude, I'm telling you, watch. Watch Evolution. N- well, I was going to say, watch. Why is he like, got to any- have his perfectly quaffed, like, 90s mid-part hair that I tried doing? It comes down so straight in the back of his head. You see how straight that falls? <laughs> he also why, has, why like, is Kirsten a vi- Dunst always in movies with characters named Alan? So Whoa. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking <laughs> the same so exact true. thing. Holy Dude, shit. Alan Parrish, my man. Yeah. <laughs> my man, Alan Jumanji. Parrish. We got Alan Parrish. We got Alan Parrish. <laughs> 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 Jumanji, Joey just did the Danny DeVito. <laughs> are, are we, are we so, in Fla- Florida? <laughs> Florida? So with, Holy I, shit, I will, those for, were so fun. Those are such dude, fun yeah, movies. That, that was a that was a fun, God, fun movies to do. Those were that was our last summer like extravaganza. So this is good to close it out with all. So these I will, I will, I will give, I will give full disclosure with Big Bully because I know we've talked about it. Yeah, dude, my Bully. guess that was Child. my shot in the dark was actually Phil Hartman for yeah, the one. Right, no, that it was, makes sense. <laughs> He's been in other movies yeah. with Rick Moranis or Tom Arnold or fucking uh, Curtis Armstrong. <laughs> That was my uh, that was my himself. safe get. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I was like, it's so crazy. If I asked, that's like the Doug Loves Movies version of the game would be guess the actor that's in it. Like that's kind of tough. I was like, let's just do numbers here. But hey, yeah, all right, not- got like another one or two. We got to get to the rounds that were fun. Lou has ran away with it officially due to the luck of one, Shut the up one a and only one. <laughs> right. How many? How many people do you, you think are in a Mighty Wind? Oh it's Jesus! Mi- it's mighty. It's, it's um, free. For your consideration, <laughs> how many people are waiting for Guffman while being best in show and watching a mighty? Win- did I miss another? Is there another? This one? is Spinal Tap. I, I know you already see, mentioned we already, that. We already did a round. I got that one. Already, I paid the homage plenty. Jeez, get off my kid! I'm kidding. I, wasn't <laughs> there? Wasn't there like the semi-recent recent one? Or did you already mention that too? Uh, no, I think they did that show. Mascots was the most. Was it mascots? No, there was like a movie. Show. I thought. Was there I another? There one? Was... No, I didn't. Then fuck me in the fucking face. No, 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 no. People I... are in a mighty wind. <laughs> While you're fucking me in the face. Is this <laughs> is... is this for me? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess four. I don't even remember, but you can go with four, Joey. Do you think not four? Oh no, no. Lou said four. I'm gonna go with three. Joey, you can still garner up a point. Let me get three. It's the core three. I know it should be core four, but it's not. All right. All right. He's got a point. Give him a break. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. I didn't go oh, like all right, shit, but, but I did. This is, <laughs> this is a tough This is a tough one. I didn't know what else to do. Whenever there's like an ensemble cast, I want to like try yeah. to honor them, you know? And it's like, fuck, we're not, if we don't mention them during, like we're never going to mention Rance Howard in his one and a half second scene where they're like, oh, it's the Fimples again. And then they turn up the volume on their TV. We're never mentioning that. Oh shit. I just mentioned it. Well, damn it. you'd get what I'm saying. That's the bit <laughs> I did a ladies and gentlemen, a bit. So 
Joey, I'll let you guess first, though, just to steal Lou's thunder. How many people in Small Soldiers are in the Dirty Dozen? One's done them really good, but <laughs> I think... I mean, I, you're not you're not supposed to know this one, and and neither am I. That's why I'm letting you go I, first. Let I, Lou I, sit there in his stool, spinning like a bar um, stool, I'm like go Cliff with, Clavin I'll, or Norm I'll go from Cheers. Number one. Oh come on! Why not? I, I no explanation as to why not. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's see if Lou knows. I'll give him. Okay. So just, just I, do it. Just I've, show I believe, your show your work. Show your work. I believe that there are four people in this, and that's going to be Mr. George Kennedy, One. Jimmy Brown, Ernest Borgs, and Clint Walker. Four. You've nailed it, my good sir. There is Wowie. there is a twist, like I told you though, right? Did I say there was gonna be a twist? You did say there was gonna be a twist, and I kind of thought that this was the it's one that was gonna happen. Twist, twist and shout. And come on, baby, let's do the twist because who, <laughs> who the fuck's who, uncredited? Who's on? Who is uncredited? Who? Who is uncredited? I don't know, dude. If I had a guess, it'd probably be Bruce Dern. It's not. They got him in. Is it fucking it Rance Howard? Richard Richard Jekyll. Uh, is that how you pronounce his name, Lou? Do you know? It's either Jekyll, and and I know it's gonna sound silly. It's either that or fucking Jekyll, but Jekyll, I don't think that, I don't. Jekyll. Is I don't. It Jekyll. Jekyll. Is it Jekyll? Jekyll. You guys, Family Guy. Okay, I don't know how it is. I want to just be nice, you know, for the RIPs. Mm-hmm. But but he was supposed to be the the Bruce Dern, and he passed away during principal photography. It was a little fact that I was like, I know we're gonna get into it, so I'll leave it till then. And that's how they got Bruce Dern into this mix of the Dirty Dozen, but he's not in the Dirty Dozen. No. But of well, course, that's why I was like, the person that's why I was who like, pops up in everything is in the Dirty Dozen. It's Dick Miller who's uncredited. Dickie M. Dickie M. Shit. Man at hanging. Something credited, uncredited is man at hanging. Something like that. Fucking uncredited. So of course, Fucking. there's a hanging in a 1960s movie. Oh yeah. Yep. But that's why I was like, you know what? If we get to that and it really matters, I'd take four or five from either of you guys because it was the one that was uncredited. But I was like, fuck, I gotta put this one. I gotta well, if do I re- this. No, one. Yeah. no. If I remember, if I remember correctly, that scene where he okay, if he's uncredited as the man at hanging, essentially what they end up doing is they end up saving one of the guys that they recruit for the Dirty Dozen, who is in the process of almost being executed. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, that character is Telly Savalas' character, who's literally in a fucking jail cell, about to be hanged. I could be wrong about that. I could be very wrong about that because. There is another Literally. there's another heist movie that has both Telly Savalas and Dallin Sutherland in it where it's Ooh. the same thing. There's Nazi. Well, in this case, it's kind of a ripoff, but it's there's Nazi gold. They put together a ragtag crew to go and retrieve it. I can't fucking remember. I've got the DVD in my fucking living room, but. I'm it's wondering. All it's all. Good. I'm just wondering if Dick Miller is in that in that specific scene, man, at hanging where they rush in and they're like, "We need him. You can't fucking kill him. We got to go." You know, essentially go on this zany ass fucking mission. You know. I think so. Anyway, anyway, From what the credits lead me to. Hey, anyway, yeah, you, that was your victory speech because you won. Congratulations. Woo! Who won the last game? I did. Keep the belt. I think the fun fact was that Charles Bronson denied, was like, I will not be a part of this film. That's crazy.